Alright, just sit back and get ready to have the most fun you ever had with an electronic device. What's that, uh, you know, upside down, the, uh, you know, when you're editing, writing, you put that little carrot at the bottom. Oh, like yeah, up. yeah, yeah. So it looks uh, so like it looks an like upside down boob. carrot pointing at a nipple. It looks like a boob. There yeah. you go. And everything oh. looks like a boob to me. At, at one point, go. there were probably about 35 of these hanging. Mm, that's a lot of boobs. An odd number, which 35. is strange. 35 <laughs> boobs. Just all over the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome out to the Get On With It Sports Show. It is Wednesday, May 26th, 2021. Jersey Johnny coming at you. And with me, as always, is none other than Mr. Radio Pete and Mr. Harry Lugnuts. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, hello gentlemen. Hello. How the hell is everybody? Uh, fantastic. Fan friggin' tastic. Is the nasty weather going to take us out? Uh, I don't know. Well, it just blew through here. That's why we, I was just oh, running around okay. outside. I had to pull down the umbrella out back, and then I had to put cushions under the deck chairs. Oh, and, my God. And uh, <clears throat> and it, it came up right before I was going to send you the link to get started. And sure enough, uh, the that's when the tornado started. So. You're going to have to batten down your lawn darts. I battened, da- I battened it down. Battened it down? Battened. I battened down everything. But it's coming at you, Pete. It's coming towards you. So. Well, I'm glad I had those big trees taken out of the backyard. So. <laughs> Including the apple tree that was like twelve feet from the house, that grew two stories tall. Right. This is this is the one time where it benefits you for being in a bunker. This is true. This is true. Although I don't know, that shelf looks pretty. I don't think it's secured to. Well, is it an exterior wall? If the wind ever like came in through the window and swirled, this this room would be a cartoon. It already, trust, you know, trust me, it already is. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it would more, be more so than it is. It would be uh, an, an actively moving uh, GIF or JIF. You, would the Tasmanian devil spin out of the back? And, yeah, or like uh, when Andy Cap would get in a fight with his wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> it's like a cloud of cloud around you. Yeah. things. Tasmanian Marie Kondo. Where, would be the like Tasmanian that. devil and Andy Cap with the cloud around him. We're dating ourselves yet again. No, I said Tasmania Marie Kondo. Tasmania I'm pretty Marie sure Kondo. Andy Cap is. She would very, spin out of the back. And, very uh, topical. She would kick Andy Cap's ass. She would kick Andy Cap's ass. I don't know who Andy Cap is. And, and she, just, and I know it would bring her joy. I thought you were talking about Andy Dick. I don't know who Andy Cap is. Who is <laughs> the old cartoon? I don't know who that the is. The old cartoon years ago when we were kids. I'm uh, just being honest. I don't know who Andy Cap is. Andy I'm sorry. Cap. I'll have to you find it. And... Throw this one at you. How about so... Alley Oop? You remember Alley Oop? Alley Oop. No, not as a cartoon. I, I, you know. It was a comic strip. It's a comic, comic strip. In the paper. Remember newspapers? I do remember that. Did right. you, I remember Silly Putty. I remember the, the, the funnies when they were in color on Sunday. I yeah, just, so okay. they had the color right. and everything. I yeah. just don't know. Alley, like Alley Oop and Andy Cap. Uh, Alley Oop and Andy Dick. BC? Yes. BC, okay. yeah, BC, yeah. How about Dondi? Dondi, I remember. Family okay. Circle. Dondi always had big panels. Archie. I thought you were going to say something else. Beetle Bailey. As <laughs> <laughs> it does. That was, that was Dandy, not Dondi. That was Dandy, not Dondi. <laughs> that was Dondi. Oh, that was in the was back a, of Mad, Mad Magazine. Dondi, was that a cartoon strip about Mattingly? Uh, I don't know. I hope uh, not. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It just always bothered me because I remember the, I guess it was Dondi's father's love interest. 
Dondi's father's this love, love interest. interest wow. I think, this is a deep cartoon strip. Wow, we've already really lost is. anyone. <laughs> well, whatever, they're gone. So, but her Hashtag, name was Hashtag Dondi's father's, father's love, love interest. <laughs> I don't know if that's what she was. She might have been. On uh, next week's show, we we interviewed Dondi's father. I don't think she was his interest. mom. I think Dondi was like a precursor to <laughs> Dondi's father's mom was not his love interest. No, no, I don't <laughs> think. Uh, well, her name was spelled K, like K. J A T E, Kajate. Kajate. And I never knew how to pronounce it, and that always bothered me. Apparently, it's a silent K. It's a silent Kajate. K. It's just, it's just J. Jate. Sounds like a Japanese energy drink. Maybe it's a silent J. Gandhi so might have been the, uh, what was the TV show? The Courtship of Eddie's Father. Might have been the might have been the model for The Courtship of Eddie's Father. Maybe the Where first time. Courtship the Courtship of Eddie's, Eddie's Father, Father, of course. I, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, The Courtship of Eddie's Father. You remember it. I'm sure it exists. I don't remember it. <laughs> you didn't absorb enough media as a child. Exactly. Oh, outside playing? He was outside playing play. basketball. Well, he had on. a really nice basketball hoop over there his garage. There was a show with a, with a title called The Courtship, the courtship of, of Eddie's Father. Eddie's Father? Sure, yeah, I absolutely. think it was about a... Not my know, three sons. I was a, that was Bill Bixby, wasn't it? Courtship of Eddie's Father was Bill Bixby, yeah. Yeah. Bill Bixby he was, was the, the dad. He was the dad, and his it was kid was prior to, to the Hulk. Mom Bill Bixby had, was the Hulk, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. A mom had passed away, I think, in the show. And was Lou Ferrigno also in it? Lou Ferrigno was also in the courtship of Eddie. He was. Yeah. He was. <laughs> he was. He was the main quarter courtesan. It was any 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 no, time there was a love scene. Gordon? It was Lou Ferrigno. The courtship Ferrigno of Eddie. Was... The courtship of Eddie's father. That's what it was called. That was the name. The of it, courtship yeah. of Eddie's father. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, I got to go. All right. Well, this is been right. an interesting uh, podcast. Folks, fortunately, folks, you can find any of these shows top uh, ten on shows, YouTube somewhere. Top 10 obscure top shows. Ten obscure cartoons, uh, cartoon strips and shows. Oh, those are cartoons? Well, no. The Courtship of Eddie's Father was an actual TV show. I was going to say, Bill Bixby is entertaining. My point is, Dondi might have been sort of the model for the TV For the Courtship of Eddie's Father. That's true. Yeah. You know what? I never thought of that. That is true. Right? Because the mother was out of the picture. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but Dondi was such a wimp. No wonder your top ten lists are always so screwed up. I can't focus. You guys are digging way back. John Donovan just commented, Dondi. There you Dondi. go. Yeah, he, okay. He, he knew. He knows. He knows. He's um, listening. He's listening. <laughs> Not for long, though. Uh, yeah, for, a little while. Start, for a little while. Let me we'll start talking about sports. So yeah, well, Dondi baseball. That Dondi been... baseball. There you go, Dondi yeah. baseball. That's that was his that was his subsequent name. That's when they wanted to. Um, the eighties. Once again, into the eighties. Uh, yeah, trying, trying to spark him up, they'd call him Dondi. I preferred "I Dream of Genie." There you go. Was that was that? I'm guessing the courtship of Eddie's father was before that. Courtship of Eddie's father. So. Uh, about, about the same time, probably actually. Mm, okay. Yeah. Late sixties, early seventies. Sure. Yeah. yeah, somewhere in there. Because because right. uh, the Hulk was after uh, of course well, the Hulk was, was the Hulk was like mid the, mid seventies mid to late seventies. Well, yeah, late, he didn't late seventies early eighties. He didn't he didn't get the girl and he got mad and became the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, there you go, exactly. And enter Lou Ferrigno. All right. So uh, speaking of uh, baseball, well, we right. just did Dondi baseball. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's let's chat a little bit about what's going on. A little on bit about tonight. baseball. A little bit. Of, it's Seven, it's seventy eight was the Hulk. Seventy-eight so, yeah. was the Hulk. There you go. Okay, so yeah, it was before that. Maybe what well, would you say, Pete? Corchetti's father, maybe seventy-four, seventy-five, somewhere in there. Okay, so it's. I, I would say definitely pre seventy-five. Okay, yeah, I'm was, thinking. I'm thinking seventy-one. It wasn't like right before the Hulk. It was like our, a, a bit before. Jimmy, look up when the Corchetti's father. Jimmy, check it out. Might have been on in like nineteen sixty-eight through seventy-two or something. Could be. Could which, be. 
There's no way I should remember. 69 to 72. 69 to 72. You were damn close. Look at that, Pete. Here we go. Quite a bit. Now, here's the weird part. I was three or four in 1969. (laughs) I think we watched all of these shows in... But I guess they were in... Syndication and repeats and everything else, yeah. But there wasn't... I mean, there wasn't... You know, we didn't have cable... Well, they no, syndication right? on like channel channel five, channel nine, channel even 11. on regular even on regular television they re, they replayed yeah, there was a lot, a lot of, of uh, a lot of syndication yeah, going I on back so. then because there was no there wasn't as many TV shows there wasn't as many channels yeah between so channel they, five, channel nine, and channel eleven that's all it yeah was. I guess that's where that's where it all started Syn- right? syndication and Planet, Planet the, of the Apes movies sure that was the programming for those three channels it was news right because they didn't have their own they didn't have their own programming exactly all right history of television right here all right. And don't, who says you're not going to learn something? Hocus. Hello, Hocus. All right. All right. On so, the, uh, baseball. So, uh, well, let's kick it off with. I just wanted to point out one thing. Uh, Jacob Degrom uh, came back after being, you know, out for a couple of weeks. You know, with that, uh, um, the right side tightness or left side yeah. tightness or whatever tightness it was. He got that from uh, Aaron Judge. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right side uh, tightness. They were out drinking one night. He caught it. Whatever. Yeah. But. Um, he, he pitched last night. Uh, interesting stat just to throw at you. Um, Jacob DeGrom has thrown so far, thus far this season, 58 pitches at 100-plus miles an hour. Yeah. Okay? He's, and he's the best hitter he's on the number one. Yeah, right. He's number one. They, they need his first. bat more than he's, they need his Shohei Ohtani of the Mets. <laughs> right. they, they need well, his bat. Well, that's, that's, the only reason, that's the only reason why they need him in there. <laughs> well, that's kind of my point. Uh, 58 pitches thrown. At 100 plus miles an hour, he's first in Major League Baseball. Um, uh, uh, McClanahan from the Rays. He's ah, second. Rue McClanahan. Rue McClanahan, right from, uh, from the Rays. He's second with 10, and Shohei Otani is third with nine pitches at 100 miles an hour or more. That's minimum of three starts. So, Degrom is just you know, he's Degrom. He's Jacob. Yeah. He's the. I mean, he looked good the other night. What do you, he I, did. We, what three innings and they took him out and. Uh, was it three? Was it just three? I thought it was three. Yeah, it was like on a sixty-five pitch count. Yeah, that I think, out, which whatever. was fine. Well, they and they took, it, yeah, so. and they looked good. And then whoever else came in after him struck out a couple guys. And they were at one point it was like I don't know seven out of the eleven batters or something or right. whatever, whatever it was or fifteen it's, out of the seventeen or eighteen they had struck out or something like that. It's just crazy. I'm going to throw a couple of names at you. Ready? All right, okay. here, ready. Patrick Mazika. Yeah. Brandon Drury. Uh, Jose Peraza, Wilfredo Tovar, Khalil Lee, Cameron Mabin, Billy McKinney. Okay, these are Cameron all. Cameron Mabin. They were all on now, Charm is that, season four. Is that <laughs> Cameron Mabin Jr.? Wasn't there? There was a Mabin in the majors already. The I thought there was already a Cam- well, was Cameron him. Mabin. Well, it was him. He's. Oh, know, it is. So he's yeah, fifty-eight no, no, no. years old. He's no. He's thirty. He's th- he's thirty-four. Oh, okay. Yeah, hmm. I thought there. he was around for a lot longer. Well, if he was, then it maybe it was his father. But he's not a junior by any means. But those names that I just mentioned, they're on the active roster yeah. of the Mets right now. The Mets yeah. have a triple-A team right now, and they're in first place. Well, I think Mazika, he got his first uh, major league hit, was it last night or the night before? So uh, he's legit now. Yeah, he's, he's legit now. Exactly. And he's got those, uh, um, was it Fielder's yeah. Choice? Uh, right, those, three, those two Fielder's Choice walk-offs. Yeah, so he's yeah. a legitimate. Got the right. people's choice, fielder's choice. What's, what's probably sad yeah. is he's amongst that group, right? He's probably the most legitimate uh, as, major as league of, baseball player out of that. As of right? any of them, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, but they're hanging on to first place. Yeah, yeah, so, they are. They're they're holding on really, uh, really tight there. I mean, 
It's uh, it's insane. But here, I'll give you. I mean, a couple, well, let's uh, put it in perspective. There are two games over five hundred, which is fantastic. Is the only team in the National League East I, that is I, over five hundred? I understand that, <laughs> and that's you know that's Why part of place. my point. Right. Um, no, but still, they're doing it. The, the, a, Met, the Mets have also played like six games less than everybody else because of the delayed start due to COVID. So. Right. Yeah, that's right. the national fault. Exactly. Well, the national and and a bunch of rainouts and snowouts. Um, so yeah, thanks um, Colorado. Couple of other names: Yancy Diaz, um, Sean Reed Foley. Um, these are pitchers now. Uh, yeah, it's just <laughs> you know, I, uh, quick story. Me and my son went to the, the see the Long Island Ducks. Okay, which is like you know, you know, and you saw a, half of the Mets roster playing for them. No, we saw a couple guys. Um, and yeah, one time actually, uh, Henderson Ricky was on the, the team for a little while. Okay. Ricky anyway, Henderson was on every minor league I team in the New was... York Tri State area. He played yeah, for the yeah. Newark Bears from from like. Well, this is know. right. This is the same league. Right. So, two two thousands um, into. So they, they had the uh, they had the lineups on the wall, and we were just looking at the names. And it was and one of the names was I forget his last name, but his first name was Jobdwan. Jobdwan. J O B D. W-A-M. W-A-M. So uh, remember a few years ago when they had the Coca-Cola? I don't know if they still do it. And they would put people's names on it. They would like have a Coke with. Oh, yeah. Right. Jobs yeah. on. <laughs> so we walked past the Coke machine or the, the stand, uh, you know, the glass freezer door. Right. Uh, and my son goes, have a Coke with Jobdwan. Jobdwan. I don't know what happened to him. Obviously, he didn't make the majors, but did you buy it? Is it on the shelf right now? Can we? No, I I wish I wish (laughs) it wasn't actually there, but I really wish it had been. That would have been nice if they'd made some special ones up for the game. That'd have been really good. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's you know, that's the kind of guy that that could be on the Mets. It's it's we might see Jobwan on the Mets. This wasn't that many years ago. Uh, Yeah, yeah, and he was just a kid. He was just a kid back then. He's probably you know. 28 29 years old perfect know? perfect for the uh for the mets to uh you know bring <laughs> starting up, third baseman today. starting third baseman jobbed one like rosales or whatever jobbed one rosales if anybody knows who jobbed one or what jobbed one's last name and position was please let us know i may have to look that up because jimmy is not out. getting it done. jimmy's not doing his job it's ridiculous uh but he never yeah, does it's uh it's it's uh it's insane that they're this many players. I mean, well, I mean that that was what the Yankees went through. Uh, what last year or the year before too? With, with so many uh, so many players out. Well, they're kind of going through it now. Well, they, yeah, not yeah. They've got their own set of injuries. Yeah, getting rid of Mike Talkman was not a was not a smart thing. As Probably I not. watch him on Sports Center hitting home runs. Um, yeah, no, the Yankees have guys who have you know thirty eight year old double uh, A guys playing in right field, and then they get hurt. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, when when you, when the rumors of Jay Bruce coming out of retirement surface, then you know you're digging <laughs> deep into your well of uh, is, people uh, who can catch a ball. Is Todd Frazier uh, still available? Is he? Well, uh, you know what? He'd be better than Clint Frazier. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Why not? Why not? I mean, he's right. He's, he's close enough, right? He's right. Fra- Frazier did have a pretty. He did score. I believe the game-winning run a couple nights ago. But there you go. Yeah, Todd or Clint. Todd did. He uh, just came, he just showed up he and showed up and scored. scored. He just ran right out on the field, hit third, and went home. <laughs> scored right. the run. They counted it. it was well, he, he was the uh, <laughs> he was the extra inning guy on second. There you no, go. Nobody knew. <laughs> it was supposed to be Clint Frazier. They both have uniforms. You know, they, 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 the name. Yankees, the Yankees don't have names on the back of the uniform, so it's, right. it's it's okay. So it's fine. It doesn't matter who it is. It's just as long as the last name is the same. That's right. Right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, it's insane. All right. Well, 
Uh, yeah, so Corey Kluber's out, like uh, like we were talking about earlier, uh, shoulder strain. Uh, and Pete, you heard a couple months. You heard on uh, that's Kluber? what uh, that's what the news on MLB.com says. Gotcha. Four weeks and no throwing, and then four weeks working it back. So working two it months. Back. And uh, Voight's out with an oblique strain too, right? Yeah, Voight. I think this season's going to be a kind of a scrap for him, and he's just he can't get going, and now he's hurt again. Yeah. Uh, the the Yankees lineup was so uh, weird the other day that Luke Voigt was leading off. Yes, Luke Voigt was leading off. Mm-hmm. That would be the equivalent of Big Poppy leading off. Leading off, yeah, right. right, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, here here's an issue with the Yankees, or I shouldn't say with for the Yankees. They're playing two different seasons right now. They're playing they're playing one season against twenty seven other teams, and then they're playing a whole totally different season against the Blue Jays in the race. So they're five and eleven. Against the Jays and the Rays, although they did just sweep the Rays and the White Sox, or they, no, I'm sorry, they went two out of three against they the went Rays, two out of three and, against the Rays, and swept the White Sox. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they got off to a rough start, and a lot of those games mm-hmm. in the beginning of the season were with the Rays and the Jays, and the, the, and the Rays have been their nemesis, right. and the Blue Jays match up well against the Yankees. Right. And the other thing is that, which is why this rain out today doesn't necessarily help the Yankees. Is the Yankees always get. Rue, or however you pronounce his name, who's McClanahan, you know, Rue McClanahan, the <laughs> Rye Rue, whatever the hell his name is. Right. Anyway, he's the ace of, of Toronto, and he seems to bring his A game above and beyond what he normally does against the Yankees, and they can't beat him. So when you get off to a bad start like that, well, they're this time against the Jays, they, he was not scheduled to pitch in this series. So uh, hopefully that helps, but getting rained out certainly doesn't help that because now he may pitch. So, uh, you know, I think the Rays don't have the depth of of pitching that that a couple that the Rays or the Yankees have. If they did, I think they'd be I think they'd have five or six more wins already this year. Let's uh, let's check it out really quick. They got, you know, the the Blue Jays are uh, three and a half behind the Yankees. Yeah, but um, but I mean, again, the, they, they the, play the Yankees hard. They match up, like you said, they match up well. Yeah. The Rays, Red Sox, Yankees, and Jays are all in it. You know, the, yeah. the Baltimore's, you know, about where you would expect Baltimore to be. But the Yankees didn't really beat up on Baltimore as much as they should have in the beginning of the year no, either. No, no, not at, not at all. So the Yankees stunk to start the season. Since yeah. then, they've been one of the hottest teams in baseball. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't. It's not saying anything against the the Yankees and 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 what they're putting together on the field. It's just those two teams seem to have their number. Well, weren't they? Five? Well, they had they had their number. You know, uh, will they the, continue to have their number? That's my point. Yeah, I mean, weren't, I, weren't the Yankees five and ten at one point to start the season? Yeah, they were five and ten. They're now twenty eight you know, and twenty eight and twenty. So they went twenty three and ten. That, that ain't yeah. bad. Yeah. Twenty twenty three and ten no, they're, is not a bad record not since their bad. start. You know, other than the and, and you know the Red Sox have come down to earth a little bit, but. The Yankees, the Red dip, Sox, and they Yan- kind of leveled yeah. out. Yeah, right. we, we thought the, Yankees, the Red Sox were Yan- fall apart. The Yankees, really Red Sox, play. and Rays are all uh, are all doing okay. The, you know, the other thing too is that the Yankees don't have the dominant home record that the Rays and and the Red Sox do, and and I think that'll change once the the season goes on. Right. But um, you know, they're right there. They're they they're they're in the top three, four teams in the American League right now, and uh, they're all about that. actually. They've got a better record at home than Boston and Tampa Bay. Yeah. yeah They're 14, I mean, 14 and 10. 14 and 10 at home, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Boston's 13 and 13, and the Rays are 11. What, what, I, what, I meant, what I meant to say is that because of that, Tampa and Boston have 
really good away records. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the Yankees are even up, home and away. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Tampa and Boston both, uh, you know, nine and and twelve games over. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Oh, the storm's coming. Hey, hear it? It's rolling. Yeah. Oh, I got I got my shade, the top half of the shade down. I see lightning. There you go. There you go. So there we go. Maybe I'll get struck. Maybe you'll maybe you'll freeze. And I don't mean just the the Wi-Fi or, or your computer signal. I mean, maybe you'll actually freeze. Maybe it'll be cold when the storm comes through. Never mind. I I'll, do have the air conditioning on. There you go. Um, yeah. So, hey, you know what? They're, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 a weird, uh, it's a weird season thus far. Uh, let's look at a couple of the Major League Baseball grades here. The uh, CBS actually put these out. Um, the MLB grades. Uh, the CBS didn't. It's the MLB grades. But they listed it. I'm on the CBS website. Uh, I'll just. I'm not going to blow through a bunch. I'll just give you a, just a, the highlights, if you will. Um, Diamondbacks got a D. Braves D plus. Uh, Orioles. Orioles. They gave a C. So. Um, I think the, that's fair. That's fair. Considering uh, what they were expected to be, right? Yeah, this is very true. That's very true. The the leaders, if you will, the four the the four top teams that they graded were the uh, the Rays, the Red Sox, the Padres, and the Giants. So, um, mm-hmm. well, I guess that's fair. There you go. The Red Sox they gave an A. Um, Cubs got a B. White Sox a B plus. Reds a D. Somebody's phone ringing. <laughs> nope. Interesting. Um, I heard was that, it. <laughs> was that a storm alert? I don't know what it was. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> Some computer was ringing. It was weird. Um, Reds got a D. Indians. Indians got an A minus. They gave the Indians an A minus. Rockies, Harry, what do you think? What do you think the Rockies got? Uh, an F. <laughs> uh, no, D plus. They gave him a D plus. So. What about Oakland? Uh, I'm getting there. I'm going. Oh, Appar- okay. Apparently, this is in alphabetical order. Oh, uh, okay. Tigers. Uh, Tigers. Well, you know, C- the A's should be first then. Uh, well, I guess it's alphabetical order by town. I guess. Oh, I'm fine. Assuming so. Tiger uh, C minus. Tiger C minus. Astros B minus. Uh, Royals got a B plus. Angels, here's your first F. Angels got an F. Um, Dodgers a B. They only gave the Dodgers a B thus far. They gave the Marlins an A minus. Um, Brewers, stop me if you want to talk about any of these. Uh, Brewers got a B minus. Twins, there's your second F. The twin, uh, the twenties got an F. Mets, they gave a B. Um, and they actually, uh, I'll, I'll give you an excerpt of this. They said, no team in baseball has been ravaged by injuries to the extent that the Mets have. Uh, James McCann's actually playing first base, and he is. He's been playing first yeah. base for the last yeah. several games. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw the one uh, diving move. It was like a gold glove move <laughs> when uh, a couple games ago. At yeah, he's, pretty he's funny. a good pickup. It's, so, and he's ne- he never, before that day, never played a game at first base. Um, Yankees, they gave a B plus. Uh, the A's got a B. There you go. Pirates a C. Padres get a B plus for being third. Uh, It's the Yankees, so the expectations were always going to be high. This team was picked by many to win the AL East and even the AL pennant. As such, it's a bit disappointing they aren't in first place, which is why they're one game out. They're one game out. Yeah. Yeah. Since a five and ten start, they've gone twenty three and nine. Apparently, this came out obviously uh, before yesterday. So um, anyway, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's. Actually, maybe B plus is a little low. A little low, yeah. Maybe it should be an A minus. It could be, yeah. I think the Yankees should be a B. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, you give them a B. 
a B. Mm-hmm. I, I think well, you, done... you got to give them an F for the first fifteen games, but then after yeah, that... but overall, I, I think I mean they sh- they they should be better. They should be they should be 10, 12 games over five hundred. Right. They should and be, they're, and they're not. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I don't. I don't. I don't think they're a B plus. Not I don't too think they're... far off of it, though. I mean, no. they're, eight, they're eight games over five hundred. So I mean, if you if you said they should be twenty over five hundred, then that would be well, not yet. Lower. Yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm just saying if they were if they were going to be that good, <laughs> not till next week. Not till yeah. Wait wait till next week. They'll win ten games in a week. Bunch of double headers. Uh, A's got a B. Phillies a C. Pirates a C. Uh, Padres of course an A. Giants an A. Mariners a D. Cardinals got a B plus. Rays highest score of anybody. Only A plus in the entire rating. Um, the Rays or the Jays? The Rays. The Rays. The Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Rangers got a C plus. Blue Jays a B minus, and the Washington Nationals a C plus. So there are your there are your grades for uh, Major League Baseball right now. So there you go. A um, couple of things uh, just to point out really quick. Uh, did you see uh, the Mickey Calloway news today? Did he get arrested? Mickey Calloway. Let me pull up the article here. Mickey Calloway has been banned in baseball till at least the end of the 2022 season. And, of course, the Angels fired him. So, uh, yeah, obviously this is all stemming from uh, the details that were originally shared by The Athletic right. uh, with the sexual misconduct and everything. The, excuse me, the alleged sexual misconduct. But, um, yeah, Major League Baseball's investigation has gotten to whatever point it got, it got to. So the Angels fired him, and he's been banned from baseball for two seasons, the rest of this season and all next year. So, and then somebody can hire him. And I'm sure somebody will hire him. So remember that for football. Uh, I got something to talk about there. Not Mickey Calloway. Just Mickey Calloway is going to be the punter's coach. For the New York <laughs> be, 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 baseball, well, he's banned baseball. by baseball, right? Not football. So. Baseball is kind of going the way we thought it would be, and it's a slow day if we're talking about Mickey Calloway. <laughs> Let's get to the uh, NBA. Come there on. You go. Well, we'll just finish it up here. Uh, I just want to ask you guys, did you happen to see uh, what, um, uh, what happened last week when Jordan uh, Yamamoto uh, – Gave up that one bad inning. Was it five runs or whatever? Was it Saturday, I guess, maybe? No, I didn't, I didn't see it. No, um, nobody did except you and Pete. <laughs> and and just, yeah, no. Yeah, nobody else watched that game. Uh, anyway, Twitter Twitter blasted his wife. Uh, Why? The, the Twitterverse. I have no idea. <laughs> I really have no uh, so <laughs> They blamed his wife for a bad outing. They for his bad his outing. For his bad outing. Yeah, they blasted his wife. Oh, I don't get this. Why? why so, how does I don't. It I really don't get it either. They were—I didn't read all the tweets, but she was literally on tweet on Twitter defending oh, herself. She was on Twitter, but no, she, she was on Twitter defending herself. No? no, no, no. They—they they were well. She defended her husband, and they started blasting her. Is what ah. what it was. Um, but uh, he, uh, Jordan Yamamoto, he said, um, uh, which McCall, he came back. And he he wrote. Hold on, let me pull the whole thing. You know, up. it's too bad because he just won the Masters. And, he did. He did. And I was I thought that was really good to, timing. You know his. Uh, <laughs> His um, his uh, first Twitter post was, I will address this once and only once. I know Twitter is sometimes a not very ni- not a very nice place. And to some of you, it may seem fun to troll people. But if you don't but you don't go and harass my wife, she isn't the one playing the game nor wearing the uniform. If you should be trolling anyone, it should be me. Tag me and comment on my post. It's my fault and my fault alone. 
I gave up those five runs. My own errors and lack of focus got away from me that inning. So don't go and harass her because I understand as a professional athlete that comes with the territory. But our family and spouses did not sign up for that. They, they don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. No one deserves it. Blah, 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 blah. So. All right. Can I read to you what she said? Go for it. So uh, here's what she tweeted. Uh, she tweeted, uh, I guess after the game, she was flying from Miami. Uh, whatever. She said, wow, from love to hate, so fast, Met fans. As my phone's blowing up with nasty tweets, I just want to remind you that we're human. I am a wife cheering on her husband, no matter the runs. Your passion for the game is great and all, but stay classy. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have the other tweet that she actually had here is, uh, I apologize on behalf of my husband. He is no Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> you know, how about this? How about all the baseball players, football players, all the athletes, just get off Twitter. Right. And I don't I, – I, I never once – Really, I never once wanted to hear from Ron Guidry's wife about no. why he, you know, why his earn run average he went gave up. up two runs in the yeah. bottom of the third yeah. inning. I, that I, one I, game. I, yeah. Dave Dave Rigetti's girlfriend was never, uh, you know, given a platform to talk about why his split finger uh, was just not moving uh, mm-hmm. in the seventh inning. But uh, Al Leiter's wife did make good, you know. Uh, 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 she made she made good pasta salad. Pasta salad. I have no I idea. Think of something. She could be a heart surgeon for all I know. I don't exactly, know. but we never and knew. I don't care. We never knew. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But uh, he did. Uh, then he, cl- he he tweeted again. He says, "For clarification, number one, I did not imply that the whole fan base is bad. I truly love welcome the welcoming arms that the fans have given me and my family. Number two, <laughs> criticize me on my performance, not my family." Number this, three, this, let's go Mets. Or you know, how, how about this? Because I, yeah. I, I gotta re, I gotta reframe things because I know what go people putting down their phone and getting off Twitter is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's so never going to happen. Let's just yeah. be honest then. And why don't you just tell the Mets fans to go fuck themselves and and leave your leave your wife alone? Right. You know, let's let's make this interesting. Let's make it real. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's the, 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 the say apologies well, and all. Really sad that then. you have to say something, and then you have to apologize for what you said, yeah, right. and then you have to apologize for the apology. Right. I mean, just apology, say, apologize for having to apologize in the first place. Yeah. The yeah. fan. Look, if you're if you're an athlete, or you're an athlete's wife, or right. you know, a kid, or whatever, brother, sister, and you're going to get on the fans for doing what fans do. Right. Then you deserve what you get. Yeah, and, and you should just take it and shut who up. Who cares what? Should just, who, who cares right, what? That's at, the at, point. At big boy twelve from Nyack has to say exactly. And, mo- and most of the time, you let those things roll off, and that's and that's that's probably probably pretty much the point here. You know, I, I understand uh, the reaction though, but you're you have to realize that the most important thing to realize is that you'll never win. No, no. if you're him, there's no way you win this. So you just tell your wife, please don't tweet anything more. And then, if you want to, if you want to see something to the fans, you go, "Hey guys, can you lay off?" You know, yeah. That's all you, you know. Let it go. Let it go. Better off just don't it's say it's anything. Don't it's tweet anything. Can learn to lay off social media. Mm-hmm. Then I think the wife of a pitcher, the wife of a pitcher for the Mets, should uh, should, lay should off take. Well. Yeah. yeah, just exactly. just. I mean, the best policy is just don't say anything. Let the fans have their vitriol, and it'll die out. Sure, and it'll be dead, and it'll go on for you know six hours or whatever, or till the next day, and then and there'll be the be next it. game, and then everybody will be mad about something else. Something else, yeah. if they win. Something else, someone else. It'll There's be no else. reason to prolong it by saying exactly. anything. So, well, there you go. That's been the Twitter hour.
we'll uh, move on from there. Uh, it's pretty much been, like you said, uh, uh, Harry, in the beginning. Uh, it's definitely the dog days of... Well, things we're, are we're starting starting to level out a little bit. We're yeah. starting to see what we kind of thought. There's still some surprises, but we're starting to see what we thought would be leading and who we thought would be leading in, in each division. So, you know, kind of... Well, yeah, those... Come into fruition. Those dog fights that are going to go on for the majority of the summer are starting to take shape now. You know, the weed is separating from the chaff a little bit, and some of the chaff is a little better than sure. maybe we thought, which is always good. You know, kind of they play a little there's bit more of that parody. There's more parody than, yeah. than, than we thought. And maybe we thought. Yeah, there's but a lot more still, parody, yeah. Definitely. There's still going to be a big difference between the bottom teams and the top teams. There's mm-hmm. one bad team in each division as opposed to two or three. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. This is true. This is very true. But uh, yeah, all right. And, and, hockey, hockey, yeah. hockey. <laughs> Come on, the Islanders are winning. Islanders uh, are one period away from moving on. Islanders are one period away from moving on. We'll we'll probably we'll probably break that as soon as they uh, as soon the, as they do. The Tampa Bay Bucks are up one nothing against the University of Florida. That would be uh, that would be interesting. So, anywho, all right. So, shall we? Uh, NBA. Shall, well, we have a top ten list to do. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the top ten list. Exactly. Um, Can't wait to hear the comments about this one. Maybe maybe next week we can do NBA playoffs before obscure Mets pitchers and their wives' Twitter accounts. (laughs) Maybe we can lead off with that. I figured we'd... uh... The producers in my ear going, maybe that would be better. Well... (laughs) But see, if we talk about it later... Then more of the games that are in play will have more time will have passed. Exactly, so that's the picture. point. You of don't this. want to come on and talk about the good. NBA and go, "Hey, the Knicks are down four nothing to the Hawks with eight seconds going." You know, right. We, we don't want to talk about it until they're deep in the second. We half. want to talk about it when they're deep in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, or even even closer to uh, the end of the game there. So, yeah. that would be the that would be the point. So, well, I guess we could do our top ten list. And uh, it was an interesting top 10 list this week. Once again, we have uh, 11 players on our top 10 list. It's uh, better than the last couple of weeks, though. Last few weeks, actually, we've had uh, we've had uh, 12 players on our top 10 list. So this week, only uh, 11. So uh, let's get it going, shall we? Let's do it. Let's sure. do it. All right. A lot to say about we need this a, week. We need, <laughs> we need a top 10 theme. We need. We do need a top 10 theme. All right. uh, so we'll have to pick another uh, top ten. Oh, maybe we could. Uh, <laughs> what did they used to play on uh, Letterman show? Oh yeah, uh, maybe we could think, use that. I don't think we can use that. No. Well, we can get. We can. Uh, NBC, NBC still owns it. I'm it's sure. only you think NBC owns it, or you think uh, you it's think only copyright? If anybody hears it, sure. do you think NBC owns it, or you think? Uh, Letterman definitely doesn't own it. Not Letterman. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Paul uh, Paul Schaefer. No, he definitely doesn't own it. No, you don't think? So? I don't even think Paul Schaefer owns his house. <laughs> you know be. what? I'll see if the boy can write a a reasonable facsimile. Yeah. I want a I want a tuba solo for the top ten. <laughs> tuba for the top tuba ten. Tuba solo for the top ten. That's all not right. a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. All, all right. right, let's get on it then. All right. So this week's top ten list is top ten shortstops. In Major League Baseball history. I'll kick it off, and we'll do it like we always do. Uh, number 10. Uh, again, like I said, we have 11. So we have a tie. Actually, I have a tie for second. So there you go. Um, top 10 
shortstops in Major League Baseball history. Number 10 is Archie Vaughn. Archie Vaughn right there. Joseph Floyd Archie Vaughn uh, played uh, for played the Pirates. Stevie Ray for many years. <laughs> <laughs> got his, uh, you know where he got his nickname from? Anybody? Um, Moses from Arkansas. He was born in Arkansas. Oh, okay. He was born in Arkansas. So, uh, Joseph Floyd Archie Vaughn. He played for the Pirates and the Dodgers. Nine-time All-Star, National League batting champion in 1935, and stolen base leader in 43. Uh, played his uh, his uh, career batting average was 318. Uh, had over 2,100 hits, 96 home runs, and uh, 926 RBIs. And of course, he's in Cooperstown. Anything on Archie Vaughn? If I had a 10B or an 11, he would have been the guy. There you go. He would have been in my top 20. He would have been in your top 20? There you go. If I kept digging and found Archie Vaughn. And <laughs> I, he didn't come on my radar. I feel bad about that. He Sorry. did come up Sorry, on a couple of, uh, couple of lists that I looked at, but... Hmm. Listen, three eighteen is uh, you know it's great in the, in the dead in the so called dead ball era in the dead right. ball era absolutely it's a great average for that all right number ten Archie Vaughn so let's move on to number nine is Mister Alan Trammell Alan Trammell uh, Alan Stewart Trammell to be exact uh, played for the uh, Tigers his entire career uh, seventy seven through ninety six and he was a manager of the Tigers as well and the Diamondbacks for a year. Um, Six-time All-Star, World Series champion in 84, uh, World Series MVP that year as well, four-time Gold Glove Award winner, three-time Silver Slugger Award winner. His Detroit Tigers, number three, is retired. He had a career batting average of 285, 185 home runs, uh, 2,365 hits, uh, over 1,000 RBIs. And, uh, yeah, he's in Cooperstown. He's not in Cooperstown, is he? Or no, he's, he's, not. Not, he's not in Cooperstown. He's in Cooper. He's a member. Did of he make it in Baseball Hall of Fame? Yeah. Is he? And he two two uh, two years ago, three years ago. Okay, so, so, oh, okay. so he finally made it in because for a long time there he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he had to wait to get the veterans. the modern era committee elected him in. Is that what it's called now? Yeah. And Thurman Munson is still not in the Hall of Fame. Right. Yeah. Exactly. No, I'm glad he deserves to be in the Hall. of Absolutely. Fame. Yeah. He is in the Hall of Fame. So there you go. So does Night Ranger. This is true. So. Number nine, Alan Trammell. <laughs> Number eight, Night I'll Ranger. I've got to take a shit with that. <laughs> no, that's a joke. Night Ranger does yeah. not belong. Uh, yeah. Now, was the offshoot of Night Ranger with Ted Nugent <laughs> flying around? Every once in a while? It was like <laughs> sticks, Night Ranger, and the uh, Yankees, right? Damn Yankees, Damn Yankees. And, Yankees. Yeah, that was Yankees. and the drummer from Big Country or something. Yeah. That was a super group. Man. <laughs> that was a super group. There They're no right. Asia, but yes, they were exactly. a super group. Uh, no Asia. Night. What were they called again? Damn Yankees. Uh, Damn, Damn Yankees. Yankees. Damn God, Yankees, they, yeah. God, they were horrible. They Damn made Yankees. Night Ranger. They made Night Ranger a Hall of Fame. Night there Ranger was palatable compared yeah. to Damn Yankees. <laughs> Yes, it's Sister Christian, a, great song. Great song, yeah. But they just didn't have, you know, they never won a championship Night Ranger. They didn't. And, they didn't. Uh, they never know. got, they got deep in the playoffs a couple times. They were shabby never. on defense. Exactly. Shabby on defense. Exactly. Yeah. Batting was subpar. Plus yeah. the singing drummer always, you know. Kind of threw things off. People it's, don't understand that. No, it's so absolutely. tough. It's so tough. <laughs> when you're number, difficult. it's like Beth from Kiss. You know, when your number one song is sung by the drummer who never sings, <laughs> It's it's hard to get over that hurdle. It's difficult. It really is. So, all right. So number eight. We're moving on. Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin. Barry Lewis Larkin. The Alan okay. Trammell of Cincinnati. There you go. Cincinnati Reds. His entire career, eighty-six through 04. 12 time All Star, 
World Series champion in 1990, uh, NL MVP in 95, uh, three-time Gold Glove Award winner, nine-time Silver Slugger Award winner. He won the Roberto Clemente Award. His number 11 for the Reds is retired. He's in the Cincinnati Hall of Fame, and, of course, he's in Cooperstown as well. Lifetime batting average of .295, uh, 2,340 hits, 198 home runs, 960 RBIs, and 379 stolen bases. You know, I, I, I could not remember the, that Reds team that won the World Series that he was on. I just couldn't, couldn't remember. What was it, 90, 1993 or something? 1990. I don't. I, I have no recollection of that team. Yep. Yeah, they were. Uh, it was a. It was an interesting year, anyway. I mean, there was a lot of teams that were on the on the, uh, you know, slide down, if you will. Mets included at that point. Um, Yankees were still fluctuating in their uh, 80s. Uh, would would you like to hear some of the names on that team? No, no they were bad. Was well, Griffey wasn't on that team? He wasn't. No. No, no. Griffey Senior. Yeah. Two, two, two. Here's, two here's a few. Here's a few of the guys from the nineteen ninety Learn us. World Champion Cincinnati Reds. Ad catcher, Joe Oliver. Joe Oliver. Uh first base, Todd Benzinger. Okay. Mm. Mariano Duncan at second. Mm. Barry the the Lynchpin Larkin at short. Chris oh, yeah. Sabo at third. The inimitable Billy Hatcher in left. Eric Davis in center. And Paul O'Neill in right field. Mr. O'Neill in right field. Yeah, and they must have had a good pitching staff because that lineup. Pitching staff, let's see. Oh, and uh, yes, Ken Griffey in a utility role. Yep. See, he was. Well, uh, Hal Morris was on that team. Senior, Ken Griffey Senior. Well, of course. Yeah. Herb (laughs) Winningham. I thought, uh, I mean, they say I wasn't crazy. Norm Charlton. Mm -hmm. Uh, Norm Abrams. Uh, Dibble, of course. Norm McDonald. Randy Myers. Oh, oh, Ron Ron Dibble. Yep, Rob, Rob, Dibble. Rob, 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 Dibble, Rob Dibble. and Rosario Rodriguez. All right, number seven. Well, there, you <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, maybe the most uninspiring World Series team of all time. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just just a uh, uh, yeah. But you know what? Dibble was fun. Dibble was, was good. Fun. Dibble he was, was in, he was insane. But he was didn't fun. he go on to be on the on the the Daily Show? Is any stand up comedian? He uh, <laughs> actually he was on the Dan Patrick Show for a while. He was on the Dan Patrick Show. Yeah. There you go, and and he was part of Damn Yankees. <laughs> he was in Damn Yankees. Yeah, he was the he was backup the, drummer. He was the six. He was the six guitarist. He was the drummer, Brody. Yeah, for Damn exactly. Yankees. Yeah. He connected the uh, symbols. He uh, he made sure all their wireless <laughs> headset microphones were working exactly. So, uh, really quick, uh, Samurai from the Beer Podcast says, "Hey, boyos." Hi, hello. So, Hi. Hi, Mr. Samurai. All right. Number eight, Mr. Barry Larkin. We'll move on to number seven. Number seven is Mr. Joe Cronin. Joe Cronin. Joe Cronin played for the Pirates, the Washington Senators, and the Boston Red Sox. Who do the Washington Senators become? Anyone? Aria Speedway. The Washington Nationals. The Washington Senators became the Minnesota Twins. Seattle Mariners. Minnesota Twins. Joe Cronin Um, was the lead singer of Aria Speedwagon, wasn't he? uh, No, that was his son, Kevin. 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 Kevin Cronin. Yeah. I think it was his <laughs> grandson. Oh, my, no, it might have been his son. No, well, yeah. Well, I guess. Cronin played the... No, it would have it definitely been his grandson. It could have had to be definitely his... I mean, if it was, if it was, it was his grandson. Um, Joe yeah. Cronin, Cronin, at shortstop. No, Cronin, Cronin could be about 80 right now, couldn't he? Kevin Cronin? Kevin Cronin? Kevin Cronin? Oh, probably younger than that. Yeah, but then, uh, let's see. Uh, well, let's see. Joe Cronin 
finished his career in 1945. Number one, I, I think their names are spelled differently, but <laughs> it was it was a funny joke that we're taking. <laughs> we're taking way too way far. Way too far. But we're taking something, something too far? <laughs> no. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Anyway, he was on the Pirates, the Senators, and the Red Sox. He actually was a manager <laughs> with the Senators and the Red Sox as well, while he played, as a matter of fact, uh, as a lot of uh, players back then did. Uh, seven-time All-Star, uh, Boston number four is retired. Uh, he's in the Boston Red Sox Hall of Fame. He's in the Washington Nationals Ring of Honor. Uh, and he's in, of course, Cooperstown. Uh, lifetime batting average of 301. Uh, 2,285 hits. Uh, 170 home runs. Uh, 1,014. I'm sorry, 1,426 RBIs as well. So, And a managerial record of uh, uh, percentage of uh, 540. He's uh, 1,236 and... 1,055, so that's not bad And, and by the way, Kevin Cronin's last name is spelled exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, I, believe it, I believe and, it was. And yeah. Kevin Cronin was born in 1951. He is uh, 69 years old. He's 69. So he's younger than he looks. Or, and and you think. according to famous details, right. his father is a blank and his mother unknown at this time well and, and th this is the rumor that joe cronin the famous shortstop who played for fill in the blank uh wrote riding the storm out he did, he did. yes he wrote riding the storm out <laughs> while his grandson was, kevin while he was on a bus between milwaukee and cleveland so there you go mm -hmm. and uh, i thought i think he i think he had a hand in role with the changes too didn't he Yes. I'm pretty sure about that. Actually, anyway, he was the one who said ride it, ride it, We need tambourine in this. Riding the storm out was uh, uh, written in what state, actually? I do know this. Oklahoma. No, Colorado. Colorado. There you go. I should have guessed. Yeah. Anytime there's a, a I know this. song about a shitty storm, it's usually in Colorado. There you go. But um, anyway, so Joseph Edward Cronin, number Joe Cronin, seven. Joe Cronin, the dad of Kevin Cronin and a yeah, great shortstop. What a great shortstop. There we go. All right. Moving on to number six, Mr. Ernie Banks, Ernie Banks, Ernie Banks, Ernest Banks, to be exact. Uh, nickname Mr. Cub and Mr. Sunshine mm. uh, played his uh, played uh, a couple years for the Kansas City Monarchs in the Negro League before joining the Cubs in 53. And he played for 20, no, just shy of 20 seasons, uh, 19 seasons for the uh, Cubs. 14-time All-Star, two-time National League MVP, Gold Glove Award winner, uh, two-time National League home run leader, two-time National League RBI leader. His number 14 with the Cubs is retired. Member of the All-Century team, of course, he's in Cooperstown, having done so since in uh, 1977. Lifetime batting average of 274. Uh, 2,583 knocks and 512 home runs. Yeah. Uh, 1,636 RBIs as well. Okay. And, you know, played first base probably a little bit more than shortstop, but we'll put him here at shortstop. He, he had some bad injuries, which hampered him. Yeah. You know, he, only early, played, he only played first base early, with his knees. Early on in his career, yeah. yeah. But he, the he, first half of his career. He did. He, played, he actually played first base on his knees, and he was really good. The first half of his career was were his glory years, and then yeah, well, he was still good. Yeah, oh, he was still good, but I mean, he had one, two, three, four, five seasons of forty plus home runs between nineteen sixty and nineteen fifty five. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't by any means. He didn't pad his stats at first base. No, he actually fell off in a lot of categories. But he did most of what he did at shortstop before moving to first. Right. So. Um, that's, yeah, uh, and look, 512 home runs, that's nothing to sneeze at. No, no he's one no. the original kind of slugging 
shortstop. I mean, you didn't you didn't see that back in those days. No, no definitely. You don't you don't see that nowadays. <laughs> you don't even see it nowadays. <laughs> nope. That's for sure. So there you go. Number six, Mister Ernie Banks. So let's move on to number five. Number five is Luke Appling. Luke Appling. Uh, Lucas Benjamin Appling, to be exact. Uh, nickname Old Aches and Pains. Mm. That's his nickname. So there you go. <laughs> I, I guess I got to change mine. There you go. You, somebody <laughs> took it for you. <laughs> Sorry. It's been copywritten. You can't, you can't uh, use it. Played his entire career for the White Sox, uh, 1930 through 1950, with a year off in between. Uh, managed the uh, athletics, uh, Kansas City Athletics uh, at the time, uh, in one year, 67. Seven-time All-Star, two-time uh, American League batting champion. His number four with the White Sox is retired. Of course, he's in Cooperstown, uh, having done so in 64. Lifetime batting average, 310. 310. 310. Almost 3,000 hits, too. 20, almost, yeah, 20, 2,749 hits. Uh, only 45 home runs, but he was just a uh, – he, he put the ball in play. He Dead ball era. Still ball era, absolutely. This is the new uh... – Go to kind of like a he was a systems. He was a systems sure uh, stuff. Yeah. Well, listen, he had 388 one year, 348 in 1940. Oh yeah, you know, uh, several I mean, years, several years about what about ten seasons? The, it was like the, over 300. The so, thing yeah. about playing in those parks at that time was that yeah, the, your home run numbers might be down, yeah. but your batting average is probably up because the parks were big and and trying to navigate those, huge then those outfields huge. were crazy. I mean, yeah. you know. Uh, a lot of doubles. You weren't, weren't going to get home runs, but you were going to get doubles and some triples. More oh, yeah. than you were going to get home and runs. Quite a bit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, he what, had 440 doubles. Yeah. No, that's, that's a lot insane. of doubles. That's a lot of doubles. A lot of doubles. Um, yeah, 1,116 RBIs as well. Lucas Benjamin Appling. Luke Appling, number five on our list tonight. Number four, we will bring up number four, is Ozzy Smith. Uh, Osborne Earl Smith, to be exact. Ozzie Smith, uh, nicknamed the Wizard, played for the Padres from 78 to 81 and, of course, the Cardinals from 82 through 96. Fifteen-time All-Star, World Series champion in 82, uh, and uh, National League uh, NLCS uh, MVP in 85. Uh, 13-time Gold Glove Award winner, Silver Slugger Award winner, uh, Roberto Clemente Award winner. His number one with the Cardinals is retired. He's in the Cardinals Hall of Fame and, of course, in Cooperstown as well. In 02. Lifetime batting average of 262, 2,460 knocks, uh, only 28 home runs. Uh, but uh, yeah, he was not he was not a slugger, but he was not a slugger, yeah. Nope. Light hitting defensive shortstop. He could gra- he could gra- he made grounding out to third his his easiest way of getting a base hit. He was he was just such he was so fast out of the yeah, box. Lightning. That's crazy. That it, uh, what would be a normal ground out to short or third, he would he would beat it out. Oh, he would beat it out. Then he'd steal second. Mm-hmm. And how many? And 580 steals. steals. 580 steals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 580 steals. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. I mean, he was he, he played garbage ball. I mean, he was he was a scrappy, fast, and is defensively maybe right. probably the best defensive shortstop yeah. of all time. Crazy. Insane. Yeah. 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 His his contribution to the team was far more on the defensive side, but yeah, right. and the intangibles. I mean, yeah. And uh yeah. And the back foot too. Yeah, absolutely. True. He was he was the First, and I believe the last person to do a backflip. I think so. <laughs> yeah. 
And and he did that running to first and beating out the throw, too. He did. He, he did. did. He actually stopped, turned around and did a backflip onto the base. Uh, when they went to tag him, he did a backflip. and <laughs> Over the tag. And, over yeah. the tag and onto the bag. That was his motto. Over the tag and onto, onto the, the bag. bag. Then he went somersault down to second. He didn't, he didn't like to get his uniform dirty. So Backhand of, springs to third. Instead of Triple sliding, down he, instead of sliding he did a backflip. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and he just danced. Into home play, home play, mm-hmm. and then yeah. just moonwalked into home. <laughs> Moon, moonwalked out right. of home. He taught yes. Michael Jackson how to moonwalk. Right. So there you go. Anyway, number number four, number four Ozzy Smith. Coming up on number three, Mister Robin Yount. Robin Yount. Uh, Robin R. Yount. Not sure what the R stands for. Maybe it stands for Robin. Who knows? Uh, the Good. kid or Rockin' Robin. Uh, played his entire career for the Milwaukee Brewers, seventy-four through ninety-three, twenty years. Uh, three-time All-Star, two-time American League MVP. That's back when the Brewers were in the American League. Uh, Gold Glove Award winner, uh, three-time Silver Slugger Award winner. His number 19 with the Brewers is retired. He's in. He's on the American Family Field Walk of Fame. Uh, Brewers Wall of Honor. He's in Cooperstown, of course, uh, having done so in 99. Lifetime batting average of 285, 3,142 yeah. o- o- Only one of four people on this list. That, uh, I mean, Robin Yout might be, you know, if we're going to do a top 10 list, the most overlooked or underappreciated baseball players of all time, I think Robin, Robin, yes. Robin Yount is on. He's starting at shortstop on that team no matter what. I mean, Absolutely. And I think we should actually do that one day. We should I mean, do I don't think people realize how good those Milwaukee teams were. They were really good. With <laughs> with Yount and Molitor. I mean, they were really good. And Robin Yount was good year in and year out. And he was probably the best shortstop in the game of that era. I think. You know, I mean, he overlapped a little era, bit. Yeah. He overlapped a little bit with Ripken. Ripken came, I believe, came a little later. Yeah. Um, you know, he was before Jeter, obviously, but he, he was, and, and, you know, he overlapped a little bit with Ozzy Overla- Smith. He overlapped for about 10 years with, with, uh, with Ripken. Yeah. A little, a little less. A little yeah, less. But, for, but for that period of time in the eighties there, I think Yount was, uh, was, you know, one of the best in the game. Yeah, he really was. Yeah. Best all around player in the game. You know? That's for sure. All right. Number three, Mr. Robin Yount. All right. We get to our tie. Here's our tie. Nah. Here's our tie. Bah. Harry's upset. Bah. Harry's upset. Bah. Nobody looks. Nobody. No, nobody. Everybody just listens to conventional wisdom. We love. We love certain players, and we never look and dig into their stats <laughs> at all, or what they actually did. We just. We just take it for granted. There you go. Well, we're gonna. We're gonna start. So. So Harry can. Harry can school us on why we were wrong with our picks and where we placed this gentleman, but. Uh, which we call will uh, and he'll make his argument and that's well, fine. And how did you decide who is A and B? Uh, I didn't. If there's no A and B. They're tied. Oh, okay. They're the they're same. Tied you want to do them? You want to do them second? We'll do them second. I don't care. No, I just, I'm I'm just curious. They're both in the same place. They're not. The first one we read is not be is not lower than the second one we read. They're they're even. We just have to read one first and then the other one is all we have to do. So. Okay. Um, so we'll read we'll read it first so we can get into well, it. Well, go uh, go alphabetically by last name then. We'll go alphabetically by last name. There you go. Perfect. Uh, number does two. Junior count as the last name. Junior counts as the last name. So. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would still be yeah. It's the still R the or the it would be the same thing anyway. So number two tied for number two we'll say is Mister Derek Jeter. Number two Derek Jeter. 
Derek Sanderson Jeter, to be exact, uh, played his, of course, entire career for the New York Yankees, 1995 through 2014, 20 seasons that was. 14-time All-Star, five-time World Series champion. World Series MVP in the year 2000. AL Rookie of the Year in 96. Five-time Gold Glove Award winner. Five-time Silver Slugger Award winner. Uh, two-time Hank Aaron uh, Award. American League Hank Aaron Award. Roberto Clemente Award. New York Yankees captain from 03 to till 2014. Of course, his number two is retired with the Yankees. And he's in Monument Park. He's in... He's incoming, incoming to uh, Cooperstown. Uh, was last year, but he hasn't been enshrined yet because they didn't have the enshrinement last year. Lifetime batting average. Here we go. 310. Uh, 3,465 hits. 260 home runs, but 1,311 RBIs. Talk to us, Harry. Well, you know, I think we have to talk about who's also on this on this list. And and look, I, I don't have a problem with with where these numbers finally worked out because at the end of the day, it's 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 splitting hairs. Right. But I do think Jeter suffers a little bit from Yankee hate, and and I'm not being a homer here. I'm a Yankees fan. I understand that, but I don't think I've ever placed. Maybe I'm harder on some Yankees on some of these lists than I am, you know, and and. Listening to conventional wisdom and what we're what's blown into our ears all the time, I'm like, ah, eh, you know, where is Jeter? You know, is he's his top five? Is and, and and when I really looked at it, there's no doubt in my mind that Derek Jeter's the best shortstop of all time. Now, why is that? Well, the other two people that are going to be on this list, which I don't want to ruin the surprise, um, <laughs> what it comes down to really is, you know. I think when you when you look at when you look at Cal Ripken Jr. is gonna is whose number two is tied here, Jeter beats him in every statistic. But yet we love Cal Ripken, it, much like Mike Schmidt. It, there's just something. Why is that? I don't know. I don't want to get into why I think it is, but I think we like to make heroes out of certain types of players, and. Uh, I'm not suggesting that Cal Ripken's not a great player. He's one of the all-time greats. And I think the last three on our list could all be number one in some ways. However, Dirk Jeter played in 158 postseason games and hit over 300. Won five World Series. Now, yes, that means that maybe Honus Wagner didn't play on the same teams that, that Derek Jeter did and Cal Ripken didn't either. But when you play that well... With that many in that many scenarios and consistently are coming up clutch in, in those postseason games, that has a lot of weight to me. And he did. He excelled in those scenarios. You could say that, well, uh, you, you know, Fran Tarkington was a better quarterback in the regular season than Tom Brady. Well, that's great. But Tom Brady has more rings because he played really well in big games. And yes, baseball is a team sport. And yes, for many years there, the Yankees had more talent than a lot of other players. But within all of that talent, Derek Jeter is the best player on the team. And he consistently was the best player on that team year in and year out. And he has five rings. And he would have had six if it wasn't for a sawed-off, broken bat, cheap single off Mariano Rivera in 2001. So that's why <laughs> don't hold back. Tell us how you feel. That's about that. why yeah. he's on this list because no one else on this list has more than one. And half the guys we're talking about here have zero. Right. 
So that's Derek Jeter. There you go. Yeah. Well, I I get your point. I do. I really, really do. And I said this to you prior to the show too. Um, should and and what you said was perfect uh, as far as your 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 um, uh, your, your analogy, your, uh, your your comparison there. But my, my again, analysis, your analysis, the deep analysis, the deep deep analysis. Um, but is it should those other players be faulted because? Their, no, their GMs no. and their owners no. didn't put no. the in same fact, team in, in around fact, them. In, in this scenario, when you look at Jeter and Ripken, mm-hmm. Jeter has better regular season numbers than Ripken. So, okay, you could say, well, was Ripken better defensively? You know, because you know Jeter's five, six Gold Gloves or whatever he was, you know, and amazing plays. You know, that doesn't mean anything. All right, so let's give that to him. So then let's look now. Ripken did play did fairly well very well in the postseason i think they're they both did well jeter just did it in a much for a much longer time in a hundred i mean the fact that he played in 158 postseason games mm-hmm. alone should you. bring should bring him to the top of this list all right, all right. well i mean I, I like i said i understand what you're saying uh, I understand what you're saying, and it wasn't like he comparing the off. numbers here. It wasn't like he tailed off. I mean, he also hit. You know, I mean, uh, Jeter hit 310 lifetime. Ripken hit 276. Yes, Ripken had 300 more RBIs and quite a bit. You know, almost doubled him in home runs. Right. But Jeter had you know 300 more hits, right. and he played one less year than Ripken. So, and he's a 14 time All Star. Okay. I mean. It, it, I think that his legend gets diminished because there's so many people who hate the Yankees. And I think Ripken's legend gets sort of risen because he's this hero and kind of the last bastion of old school baseball in a lot of ways. Gotcha. And Ripken's great. And his consecutive game streak should be commended. And I think it's wonderful. But I don't think playing... Which will never be broken. Yeah, and and that's great. Ever, 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 ever be broken. Well, especially nowadays. That's my point. Yeah, you know. everybody needs the fifth day off because they got to exactly. go sun themselves. Yeah, you know, and 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 get a culotta and. Relax, I mean, Jeter you know. and I mean, if Jeter didn't break his leg, you know, I mean, he he might have played two more years, right. but it took breaking his leg to get him out of the game. Right. They're both great, and and Ripken, I would argue, maybe consistently overall, what had more range in his prime than than Jeter did. But but Cheater's performance in the postseason is what legends are made of. And there's very few people who have performed as well in the postseason as Derek Cheater. And he's got five rings. Mm-hmm. Five. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's pause on that. Let's let's bring in our, our other number two, the tie. Read those stats, and then we'll do some comparison back and forth. All right. Uh it's gotta be no uh it's gonna be no shock to anybody. Number two, also tied for number two, is Mr. Cal Ripken Jr. All right. Cal, Calvin Edwin Ripken Jr., the Iron Man, uh, nickname. Uh, what's his nickname? Uh, played his entire career for the Baltimore Orioles, 1981 through 2001. 19-time uh, All-Star, World Series champion in 83, two-time American League MVP, uh, American League Rookie of the Year in 82, two-time Gold Glove Award winner, eight-time Silver Slugger Award winner, he also won the Roberto Clemente Award, Major League Baseball record. Again, 2,632 consecutive games played. His number eight is retired with the Orioles. He's in the Orioles Hall of Fame. He's in the Major League Baseball All-Century team. Of course, he's in Cooperstown, having done so in 07. 
Uh, lifetime batting average, 276. A little lower. Um, hits 3,184 knocks. Uh, home runs, 431 and 1,695 RBIs. So um, he has, like I said, he has 19 all-star appearances, and they were straight. They were his uh, other than his call-up year and his rookie year, he was in the all-star game every year he played, uh, 83 through 2001. He's World Series champion, 83, so he has one ring. Uh, two-time American League MVP. Uh, I'm not putting Mr. Derek Jeter down. Uh, I think he's one of the best players in Major League Baseball history. I definitely think he belongs right where he is on the list. Um, but he and you know he wasn't. Uh, so it's two things, two MVP awards, uh, League MVP awards that uh, uh, Jeter doesn't have there. Um, he he got, got a World a, Series a, MVP award though. He's, yeah, he does absolutely. No, you're yeah. right. You're right. He was in seven World Series and won five of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, AL. Uh, I'll work of the year again, too. Two-time Silver Slugger. I'm sorry. Two-time Gold Glove Award. Jeter has five. Eight-time Silver Slugger Award winner. Which is surprising. I, I think Ripken, I think Ripken, that's why Gold Gloves, I'm not sure, are, are, are great. Ripken should have had more than he two He should have more gloves. than two Gold Glove Awards. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, but between those two awards, they both had 10, if you want to look at it like that. Uh, they both won a Roberto Clemente Award. Uh, obviously, his consecutive games played is... Uh, is another story. But You're going to take either of them on your team, no matter what. Uh, yeah, if if I can, if if they're both there, yeah. <laughs> I'll take both, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah, they're they're. I I think it's actually I I, I think it's uh, serendipitous, if you will, that they are tied for a second. Uh, and I know we had some discussion about who number one is. Um, I do believe he is should be number one, uh, but we'll discuss what uh, you you feel about that when we get there. But you know, that's the that's the tie right there. Number two, uh, with Derek Jeter tie. And, and, and look, I think Albert I think they could all easily be number one. As you said, as you said, they could all be number one. We have a comment here. Let's just see what it says. Uh, John Donovan says he was overrated because he was a Yankee. That helped him more than Yankee hatred hurt him. He was overrated. Yeah, I mean his numbers. The, oh, overrated numbers. Three hundred five. Let's see. Let's look at his postseason words. One hundred and fifty-eight games. One hundred and eleven runs. Two hundred hits. Two hundred hits. I think that's more than Luke Appling had in his career. Okay. He had 20 home runs, 61 RBIs, a 308 batting average, a 374 on base percentage, and a 465 slugging percentage in the postseason. So, so what you're saying is you don't agree with the fact that he was overrated, is what you're saying. No, he's not yeah. overrated. He's That's not. the problem. That's yeah. the problem. That's the problem. But we've been sold that he's overrated. I don't think here's my here's my thing. I'll I'll, I'll I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say you're right. But what I'm going to say is this. I don't think that there's as much Yankee hatred out there as you think it does, as you think it is when it comes to Derek Jeter. All right. When it comes there is Yankee hatred out there. I'm going to give you that. But I don't think there's as much out there as you think there is when it specifically comes to Derek Jeter. There is many, many teams out there. I fans out there. One thousand percent. I think he's one of the most hated Yankees of all time. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> there, there's much because more that, hated Yankees. Because of what hated. he was on the field, because of what he was off the field, he was Mister Perfect. He never did anything. So what? Wrong. So the jealousy is making them hate. Yes, I, gonna I, hate, see, I don't gonna hate a see it. I don't. You're going to hate Derek Peter more you, than. Right. I agree. And you could say, okay, I don't have him as number one, but to say that he's overrated proves. That it's just 
it's just bullshit. There's nothing overrated about Jeter. Nothing. There's nothing overrated about him. Where uh, who, who's better on this list? No, who's Robin better than <laughs> Honus? Wa- I mean, you know, yeah, well, Honus, Honus Wagner. All right, we'll, we'll we'll get to him in a second. All right, he's, he's fantastic. You gave it away. You you painted the ass. Yeah. All right. But, uh, I, you screwed up the list. Forget it. I'm going home. I mean, you know. All right. Phil Rizzuto was a better Yankee shortstop. Can I give you my two cents on this? Go 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 for it. Yeah. All right, you can go through the stats between Ripken and, and Jeter, and oh, one had more this, one had more that, one, mm-hmm. you know, look at all those things. Um, mm-hmm. Jeter probably comes out a little bit on top as far as regular season goes. Uh, Harry, I understand your argument about the postseason, mm-hmm. but there's such a disparity of the sample size here that I can't give that as much weight as you do. I, I do because he did it for the sample size, because he no, was but I'm that saying good in between... 100. <laughs> no, I understand that. But by that reasoning, anybody who went to the playoffs and really even was pretty good is going to have an advantage over a guy who never got to the playoffs. Well, and Ripken, Jeter is Ripken got to the playoffs. But right, but I'm I'm saying not nearly as, not anywhere near as often no. as Jeter did, which was as you know as as much I think a product of the teams that Jeter was on as it was the fact that he was on them. He was a great player on great teams. So I can't say, oh, he has all this postseason uh, greatness uh, and World Series greatness, and therefore he's just greater because he, those two things don't compare I'm gonna, between him and Ripken. I think, gonna, I can't discount it, but I don't give it as much weight as I as don't you. discount it either. And what and what what I'll, I'll say really quick, I'll say this: um, if he was, and and I'm not saying this in in a in a negative way, so understand right. what I'm saying. If he was the only ridiculously good player on the team. And they won the five World Series because of his play in those World Series, and specifically, almost only because of his play in those World Series. He'd be number one, uh, it, hands down. It, uh, he he was an amazing player, especially in the postseason, ridiculously in the postseason. But he had such an amazing team around him every single time they got there for that sample size for the for those what fourteen years. I mean, from you want to say ninety six through oh nine. You know the those World Series years. You know with a few obviously taken out in between, but um, and all the postseason appearances that they that they had, he had such an such an amazing cast around him that it, it didn't take. I'm not saying it took away from what he did, but I think that's what Pete was saying with the sample size. Uh, who did? What, what were some of the other stars that could have yeah, you I've, know lasted that long with with Cal Ripken? Yeah, I mean that, guys again, like it's Baltimore, so I, and it's yeah. in the American League, so I wouldn't. Well, 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 no, and that was years well, ago too. Well, but, let's dig into that a little bit, okay? Let's dig into yeah, that a little bit. Be because because the Yankees did have some other stars, but they did not perform nearly as well as Jeter did in the postseason. So the mm-hmm. the biggest star the Yankees had besides Jeter was mm-hmm. was A Rod. Okay, but that's let me finish. A Rod had one really good postseason outing the rest of them was horrible bernie williams was really good in the postseason but he was not as then the yankees had a lot of guys like scott brocious who who came up big yes tito o'neill tino martinez was great did not perform nearly as well as jeter did in the postseason so yeah you say tatum o'neill tatum o'neill tatum (laughs) o'neill was much better earlier in 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 their career and and to say that ripkin had no talent is 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 i'm not saying he didn't have any talent that's, yeah. Nobody said that. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And and what I would say in response to what you just said is, 
yes, we have the benefit of hindsight and seeing that big sample size and saying these guys didn't really play that well. But in the moment when you're in the World Series and you're facing Tino Martino, uh, Martino's, Tatum O'Neill, or any of those guys, uh, you're not thinking, boy, this guy really sucks in the postseason. You're thinking, I, I, I better not make him. You know, if you're a pitcher, you think I better not make a mistake, or he's going to park right. one. So, you know, I, you're you're right. They didn't perform that well, right. but that's right. collectively we can look you're, back well, at that. I, everything you said is a hundred percent on, spot on. And you look, can't, you Rick, can't deny Rick it was, at Rick all. But... was also good in the postseason. That's right. my point here. Right. Is that that's why, you know, I, I think I think it's I think the sample size is exactly my point where dismissing that sample size i think is short-sighted but that's just the, that's just the disagreement we have mm-hmm. no, yeah well, yeah i think it's just like i said it's a, it's a i i think we weight it differently uh nobody's dismissing it but we we put you put more weight on it and and i put a little bit less it's kind of the um what the hell was it last week i think we were talking about so the the intangibles right you know i kind of put a little bit more weight on the intangibles and you know, you're you're more like uh, baked into the numbers. I'm not baked into the numbers because I think if there's if no, in, no, I'm in, not saying in, you're. In, there's nobody with higher intangibles than Derek Jeter. <laughs> you know, there's nobody. I mean, yeah. he is the he is Mister Intangibles. He's Mister yeah, no, November and Mister Intangibles. I, I forget who it was. Who were we talking about last week? Probably Mike Schmidt because I also think Schmidt is equivalent to Cal Ripken here, where everybody just assumes he's the best third baseman of all time, and I. I mean, if you really look at the career, Brett was a better third baseman. I feel the same way about Jeter than I do. Now, I think, again, it's a lot closer, I think, with Ripken and Jeter. And if we're going to weigh the regular season, then I think it's a wash to some degree because Ripken had more. They were both power hitters, relatively speaking, comparing shortstops. Ripken was obviously the first, you know, guy who was able to, to, to hit for power RBIs and be that sort of quintessential shortstop. He was the, really the first one to sort of change that position in a lot of ways. Um, and, and Jeter didn't have this, didn't have the, the home run capability that he also hit higher in the lineup. He was, it was, you know, he was, he was a bit more right. of a, of a kind of get on base and, and score kind of guy than, than sure. Rick. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When it comes to that, and, sure. right, yeah. If you look down like the you know the, the row of stats, right, all the typical right. numbers, uh, both of those guys' careers. Well, Ripken's up in this one, Jeter's up in this one. You know, it's a fairly even split. Jeter maybe mm-hmm. comes out. I think he comes out a little bit ahead, maybe in two more categories. But kind of the right. big, you know, if you delve a little deeper into just right. beyond the biggest categories, they kind of split things. You know, you look yeah. at. Let me ask you this. I I agree. It's kind of a wash in the regular. Let me ask you this. Okay. If Jeter hit 225 in the postseason and the Yankees won two World Series and he lost five, Mm -hmm. would you hold that against him? If if all the other numbers were the same? Yeah. Probably not. Would, would he? Maybe, I, might, I, might be maybe falls a spot, but not, not no, maybe maybe not. You know, if he, I, I if, think he would. If his no, numbers, I don't think so because the uh, yeah. if, uh, are we are we assuming that the other Yankees every performed single, the way they did? Yeah, because yeah. uh, here's the thing: so, in, so in seven nobody, World Series, they won five and lost two. If Jeter performs a little, you know, what, what, he 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 was what, what did he? Uh, up, oh, <laughs> I guess Pete's mad. <laughs> he left. He fell off his he chair. He fell off his chair. Um, 
What did uh, what did Jeter uh, hit in the uh, in the postseason? Was it three what? Three oh five. Three oh five. So if he three oh eight. So, I'm sorry. Three oh eight. Okay. So if he uh, uh, if he hit. Oh geez, uh, would you say two thirty-five? Two two thirty-five. So if he had, if he had like seventy percentage points less in the postseason, but his numbers across the board everywhere else were identical to what they were in the regular season. In the regular season, but everybody else that played in the postseason performed the way they did. They're not going to lose five of those games just because Jeter's hitting seventy percentage. No, no. Less. But but my point being is that, and, and I think a lot of Derek Jeter's status. Mm-hmm is tied in with the championships. You know, I, I, when we we rank the top quarterbacks of all time, we don't say that, well, Dan Marino's numbers were better than Tom Brady, so I'm going to put him higher. We don't dismiss the postseason the way we do a little bit with baseball. So my point being is that if if Jeter won, if Jeter had no World Series wins, Mm-hmm. And the Yankees only made it to the World Series twice and lost twice. Mm-hmm. Okay, then no, he's he's not he's not on he's no he's maybe not even in the top ten. I don't know about that. If his numbers were identical and his career was as long as it was, and he did everything in the regular season that he did the exact same way, I don't I don't think that he's I, definitely not out of the top ten. I, but I don't even think he's even. That I much don't lower. think I don't think I think he would be criticized more. I think that he gets criticized more. And and I think his postseason numbers get dismissed, but I am positive that if they were not as stellar as they were, they would be criticized let me, more. And he would let me ask you this: the three oh eight that he hit—that's postseason numbers or World Series numbers? Postseason. I think he also hit higher in the World Series. That's what I'm asking you. What was yeah. his World Series average? I don't know. Let's look it up real quick. That's what I'm saying. So, check it out. Go to the stats. Let's go to the stats. Jimmy, get on that. Where's Jimmy? Jimmy, give us the World Series stats for Derek Jeter. Baseball, baseball reference site is so good. Yeah, yep, that is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Doc, baseball baseball, baseball reference.com. Yeah. Every stat you could ever want. Is Jesus, right he played in th- – he, he, all right, Jesus Christ. He hit th- he hit 321 in the World Series. Had a 384 on base percentage, a 449 slugging percentage. And an OPS of eight thirty-two in the World Series, and, that was, Series. and that was and seven, that's seven World Series, seven World Series. He okay. scored thirty-two runs in the World Series. Okay, I want to see stats, and I don't want you to look for them now. Right? We, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll have to look for them. We'll bring them up next week or something like that. I want to see stats, uh, you know, comparative stats for World Series. Uh, for sample sizes that big or whatever, because there were other players that did play that many. Most, a lot of them, a lot of them are Yankees, right. <laughs> not just from that that era, you <laughs> yeah. know, years and, and years Braves, before. Yankees and Braves, right, all right. Uh, but uh, Jones, yeah. Right. But uh, I want, I want, yeah. There's not too many guys in the, know. not nearly as many guys in the Braves that are going to have. I mean, Jeter almost, numbers. Jeter almost scored in the regular season. He almost scored two thousand runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I don't know. I think it's a toss up. However. He in a lot of lists, he's sixth, seventh, he's fifth, and oh, I don't, you know, I, I looked at a lot of lists. I don't just, agree with that. It's just default that Cal Ripken's the best ever, well, and I just don't. Well, see I didn't have him. I don't. I don't have Cal Ripken as the best. I know. Ever. I know. But uh, uh, I think he's got? top three, and I, like I said, I don't argue. My point is that I think Jeter should be at least talked about in the same breath is him and for some reason well i i don't know why g g g it's 
it's like, okay, you know, uh, Magic Johnson played with a lot of really good players. So did Larry Bird. Even Michael Jordan played with a lot of a, a lot of really good players. Mm-hmm. They don't get dismissed because they were on good teams. No, of course not. Of course know, not. Kobe, Kobe I'm not Bryant, dismissing. I, I'm not I'm saying a, you are. People. I am saying that a lot of what I've read, mm-hmm. it, it's in the it's it's out there. There right. is a little bit of let's chip away at Jeter because he's Derek Jeter, and because you can't necessarily other than. You know, maybe some of his decisions with the with the Marlins. You can't really, you can't really find the fault in Jeter. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Well, and, but, and I'll, listen, I'll, he's number two on yeah. on this on this. I know. Two, well, yeah. I don't know what the hell you're bitching. About. I will uh... <laughs> because I I really do think he should <laughs> be considered one. the number one. I will I will say this. I will say this. It wasn't for me. It wasn't a clear. He was three and Ripken was two. Right. It was not clear. It was close. It couldn't honestly have been any closer than any other list that we've done for me, looking at stats, deciding who was number two and who was number three. It was right there. And, and it, it, you know, one thing goes to the other. It could have been switched. I still put my who I had in, in, in first, you know, there, and we'll get to him. You know, we got to give him his due in a couple of minutes or a couple of seconds or whatever. Mention but his name and we'll move mention on. his name and move on. But, Lindsay uh, Wagner. Yeah, right. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, yeah, there you go. The bionic. <laughs> is, oh yeah, number one is this guy. Dude, stats that'll blow your freaking mind away. But, but uh, uh, in any yeah. event, in any event, it was right there. But yeah, and and just to, just as a quick throwback to uh, what I said before about other fans thinking or hating on Derek Jeter as much as other Yankees. And I will, so I will, I will, I will, I will say this. Thing, I will say this because people I'm are saying the journalists. No, right? Oh no, no. Well, I agree with you there. But as far as other fans go and other fan bases or whatever, I know as a fan base, people bash all the Yankees. And and they'll, they'll bash Jeter and they'll hate on Jeter. They'll hate on the Yankees and everything else. I've spoken to people throughout the years from different fan bases about not specifically Derek Jeter, but his name came up and we've talked about it. And I can tell you, I can probably quote like probably a couple of dozen that would tell you if they were with a bunch of fans, like-minded fans, they're going to hate on him. But one-on-one, they're like, no, 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 Derek Jeter's great. You know, that kind of a thing. Um, and that's what I meant what I was saying before. Um, yeah. but, jur- but journalists I don't, and I don't media, care. I don't absolutely. Care. I don't care about the fans because most fans don't know what they're talking about. So, <laughs> well, I'm, you know. I'm specifically referring to a couple of people that actually did know what they were talking G- about. G- Jimmy Jimmy from uh, from Syosset. I don't Jimmy care what he is. Jimmy from Well, he, he, was a, he, was a, he was a long-time caller, Jimmy from right. Syosset, So. But uh, in any event, I'm just saying the, the, there there is a little bit of this. I don't know. There, right. There's a little bit of chipping away there going on. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Well, I agree with you on the media part because I did look at a lot of other lists and I totally thought that they were they were poor. Honestly, yeah, they, were they, they were horseshit. They were horseshit. One of them had Jeter eighth or ninth. One of them seventh. Like, yeah. What are you smoking? Yeah. He's not I mean, that low. And, and, and I get it. If you really dig into the stats, I mean, he's overrated. <laughs> well, listen, he's just another in a long line of system shortstop. From, from Phil Rizzuto to Bucky Dent to uh, Derek Jeter to... Didi. Labor. Didi to Labor. And coming soon, Trevor Story. Systems Rizzuto to Dent to Jeter to Torres. There you go. Yeah, only one. Of what them, a line! Only one of them has ever hit over two fifty. <laughs> well, Dee, well I, listen, Dee, I will Dee, say this: Didi was on track to be sure. maybe the yeah. second best Yankee shortstop of all time. Well, yeah, then, then he's, 
you know, I, I, I will I will say this. Uh, I love these ties because they spark the best uh, debates we have on this show. I absolutely, think. I agree, hundred percent. That's why they're great. If <laughs> we know, agreed on everything, it would be boring. It's like, uh, uh, we get done a lot. And the number one is, yeah. All right, so we move on. Yeah. See, I, I I make the mistake of giving my list first most weeks. <laughs> we, I, well, I I certainly don't. My list was done on Saturday, and so my list was done on Saturday. I don't think that's a mistake. And so, yeah, because I know, because then you can react to it. So no, because <laughs> had I seen had, had I seen the other your two lists, I may have adjusted something. <laughs> Because I'll tell you something. You may have put Cal Ripken at ten because it would have no, no. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Robin Yount's not that far off from Cal Ripken to me. No, I had him at four. Yeah, I had him at four. I, I, I will say him. this, Harry. I don't do what you're a semi accusing. No, me no, I know. I am. <laughs> what I, I tell you why I do like it, seeing your list because there's always a couple names that I. I've never heard, and I have to look <laughs> up, and then I go, "Oh wow, look, look at this guy. He was really good, even though he played in 1734." I do, I do, I do, I do take into. You are I take out the my old baseball cards. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. are the digger of graves, man. Absolutely. So uh, well, that's, folks, that's so, a good thing about seeing your list first. Exactly, and and hey, who else on the who else between the three of us had Archie Vaughn? You know, that's right. So he, I'm telling you, he legitimately would have been my number eleven. Well, he he. I'll tell you who was on who was who didn't make my list who was close. Arky Vaughn, Pee Wee Reese, Pee Wee Reese, Jimmy Pee-wee Rollins. Was... Sure, Rollins, yeah. And there was one other that I didn't write and down. And one other. One other Smith. Yeah. That was his name. And Rizzuto. And well, yeah, sure. Well, he might be coming up in a little he bit. He might. Anyways. He might have a he might have a spot tonight. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that in a second. Well, anyway, 25 minutes later, number two tied with Derek Jeter. Uh, Cal Ripken Jr. All right. So, drum roll, please. Number one on our list this evening, Mr. Honus Wagner. Um, With my, the best name absolutely. other than Archie Vaughn. Jo- Johannes. Archie Vaughn and Honus Wagner would have been Johannes, one and two. Johannes Peter Wagner. Honus was a nickname. And sometimes Hans was a nickname, too. But Honus is the traditional nickname for this gentleman. Uh, he played... Uh, he played for the Louisville Colonials. Uh, actually, not the Colonials, the Colonels. The Louisville Colonels, pardon me. From 1897 to 1899. And then he played for the Pirates from 1900 to 1917. Not he's the a, Pittsburgh Pirates, actual Pirates. He, he played with. He was a pirate on a ship. He was on, in the Caribbean, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he went, he played there. And it's very difficult to play baseball on a schooner. On a schooner. It cut into his career. Yeah. Some people, no. you know, took time off for World War II. He took time off to be a pirate. So a lot of rum those days. Anyway, he was the manager of the Pirates in his last year of playing as well in 1917. And he was just a, he was a coach. He was a coach for the Pirates from 33 to 1951. Uh, 1951. He was in his he was in his late 70s and he's, he was uh, coaching uh, on the Pirates. World Series champion in 09, eight time National League batting champion. Five-time National League RBI leader, five-time National League stolen base leader. His Pittsburgh Pirates number 33 is retired. Remember the all-century team and the all-time team. Of course, he is in Cooperstown, having been there since 1936. Lifetime batting average, 329. Uh, uh, Lifetime hits, 3,430. 
eleven uh, 101 home runs, uh, RBI, 1,732 RBIs, and 722 stolen bases. Uh, in insane numbers. I mean, you have to admit, just ridiculously insane oh, yeah. numbers. Yeah. And here's here's one another one too. Uh, a couple of them um, at bats. We'll go with at bats. They have played appearances and at bats, but uh, I guess we'll go with at bats. Ten thousand four hundred thirty nine, mm-hmm. seven hundred thirty five strikeouts. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> That's pretty ridiculous. That's right. I mean, some <laughs> guys not, strike that, some guys G- strike out that much in one season. I was gonna say if, if Giancarlo Stanton <laughs> didn't get hurt all the time, he would beat that this year. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, to go to the to, to go to bat ten thousand plus times and only strike out and strike times. out less than you know eight, closer to seven hundred than eight hundred. Like, right. Yeah. That's and, pretty, and, and and then he was he was also the manager. Yeah, like seven percent of the time he struck out, but that was at seven. He, he also uh, ran the concession stand. He did. Innings. Well, yeah, and sometimes he was on first base and had to go make a hot dog for somebody. So that's it's ridiculous. That's only when they were playing Babe Ruth. When they were playing Babe Ruth, right? Exactly. <laughs> but uh, he led the league in slugging six times and led the league in stolen bases five times. Uh, another nickname, Flying Dutchman, too. By the way, the Flying Dutchman. He was a big Dutchman. dude, too, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, Oh geez, I had it here. Yeah, I thought see. he was like six, five eleven. No, five eleven. Doing it back. I, I got to confuse. Well, for back then, that was a big dude. Yeah, yeah. back then that was that was six four back in eighteen seventy three. Ty Cobb himself called Wagner maybe the greatest star ever to take the diamond. Yeah, that came from Ty Cobb. And he uh, he won the triple crown once, I think, right? Uh, I believe so. Yes, I believe nineteen oh eight. Back in nineteen oh eight. Nineteen oh eight. Nineteen oh eight. That's not that long ago. He was one of the first five members inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. He only uh, he, hit three fifty four that year. He was yeah. He he was the second highest. Uh, he received the second highest vote total behind Ty Cobb uh, and Babe Ruth. So Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, and uh, Honus Wagner. All yeah, a lot of people say he's you know he's one of those guys that's on the Mount Rushmore of baseball. Absolutely. And I and I don't disagree with that. I, um, you know. Listen, if it wasn't for all that pirate hatred out there, then that's right. There was, uh, yeah. The, what were the Louisville Pirates? The Louisville, the Louisville Colonels. Louisville Colonels. Pittsburgh. And what's funny, too, is it, and it has it listed as the Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh Pirates. Pittsburgh without the H and Pittsburgh with the H. Really? So oh. apparently there were two different towns that the Pirates <laughs> were in. So, there, he was going to come back for the 1977 was, like, uh, like the early 1900s. Team. Pittsburgh didn't have an H, <laughs> and then they added the H later, and they, that changed the name of the team. But, so. but he wasn't a big fan of Cool in the Gang. So he was he, not. No, 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 no. Nah. He was not. He did not like Cool in the Gang. He but he was in. He was in Night Ranger. He did like. Well, <laughs> he was a founding member. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Uh, and he didn't. He was not happy with the uh, the move to uh, to. Uh, uh, to the Dan, G, Dan, Dan, to, Dan, to, Dan, to the H. He didn't like the H added in Pittsburgh. He didn't like the H added in Pittsburgh. No, he's not a big fan of that. No. So anyway, so yeah, that's because he, he didn't want to pay to get the uniforms redone. <laughs> he did not. That's right. It would have been really expensive to do that. <laughs> a lot of H's. Too many H's. What they could have done is just add the H's to the to the existing uniforms. That's right. You know, that would have made the smartest thing. But nope, they had to go out and get all H- H's or H's. Yeah, yeah, but then the H would have been like under It would have been arm. off to the side because it's Yeah, Pittsburgh it would have been under the arm. So. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. What team yeah. do you play for? <laughs> Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh with an H. Yeah. I'll tell you what, he had a lot of H's. Second second most hits on this uh, list. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Insane. So there you go. Our number one shortstop in Major League Baseball history. With a little debate, 
Honus Wagner. There you go. That is our list for this evening. Um, any any last uh, comments you want to put on the uh, how things came out or? You no, I mean, uh, my question, two questions for you guys. Do you ever think we'll see a player manager again? No. No. And number two, do you think there's any shortstops playing today mm-hmm. that that could potentially be on this list in, say, 10 years? To uh, unseat years? somebody that's on yeah. the list we just did? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I mean, just because of because of the state of the game right now. Because of the the days off, the mm-hmm. uh, the parity in the league, yeah, in both leagues, um, a, a lot of reasons. But it, it would be very difficult. It would take a really incredibly talented shortstop to uh, to unseat somebody. Yeah, I mean, Ozzy Smith would not be able to play in today's game. No, you know, a lot none a lot of these guys wouldn't. Yeah, a lot of them, almost all of them. I mean, mm-hmm. what I like about this list is that. Everybody on this list was a complete player. They weren't just hitting home runs. I mean, these guys were great hitters, great fielders. They were, and and that's not always the case. You know, that's that's not that's not always the case. And I think a lot of them were, and, and most of them, these guys. Well, did all of these guys, all ten of them, play their entire career for the same team? Uh, no, a couple of couple of guys. See. Pretty close, uh, though. Pretty close, though. But I think closer yeah. than any um, other list. We yeah. Marky Vaughn, two teams. Uh, Alan Trammell, two teams. That's right. Trammell did go uh, to the Diamondbacks for to a the year. Di- for, yeah. Okay. But um, for, but the but vast that all, majority. That really, they, 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 they didn't, didn't yeah. count. The vast majority of these Kevin guys. Kevin Conan's grandfather played on three teams. Yeah. If, if a guy played 21 years and he played 20 of them on one team, yeah. you know, that. Yeah. No, I'm, most of them one team. Most yeah. of them one yeah. team. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, if anybody, if anybody. Barry Larkin started with the Padres for a couple of years, and then he went to the Cards. Yeah, yeah that was right. That was a big because of Reds. You mean Reds? Reds. Yeah. I, anybody? Anybody in the modern game who would get close to this with the limited opportunities and the way pitching is done in the you know you don't you don't pitch that you don't face that tired pitcher who's trying to get through seven anymore. You know, right? That's true. Uh, they would they would have to hit so well to kind of rack up these numbers. Sure. Because I've well, and, and, and limited I think, opportunities too, and, you know, and with I days think, off and all that. Yeah, and I think some of these guys, it's too early to tell. I mean, there's a lot of hype with what's his name in San Diego, but I mean, it's, he's in what his third year, second year. Yeah. So uh, you know, Lindor, sure. He, he, you know, Trevor, uh, maybe, but I think you're right. I just think that they're the consistency. That's the other thing is that if you look at a lot of guys this year who were leading the league and hitting last year, a lot of them are down significantly this year. Numbers wise. Oh, it's across the league. We've talked about across the league, but, but back then it just seemed like these guys were really consistent. You didn't see some guy hit 320, 363 one year and then go down to 250. You know, they were, they were really consistently good, but baseball players. And with changes in lineups and, Changes in teams, you know, you might be on a pretty decent team where you have a little protection in the lineup, and right. you know, you might not be the best hitter on the team, but you're you're the guy that they pitch to, and you're a pretty good hitter. And That's then true. you get traded, or you go somewhere in free agency, which is your own fault, and oh, suddenly okay. you're not really on a good team, and you don't have much protection, right. and nobody's, well, you know. So that's another, uh, uh, that's another thing about this list too, and it, this is definitely uh, probably the most consistent consistent consistency with one team list. That we've done 
There yeah. have been a lot of other lists that pe- players have been jumping around or whatever, but um, but I think that plays into this a lot as, as far as the consistency goes because there's not, you know, free agency, moving around, jumping from this team to that team. I mean, there's players that are really good that have played on five teams. And, right. you know, well, back and, then, and they're that good. The they're same, playing on one team. They're not going anywhere. If you've got the same, you know, three or four or five guys kind of around you, right. you know, for a number of years, you get in a groove, right? You sure, get kind absolutely. of a set lineup, you, you know, all that – all that sort of that consistency and that repetition, absolutely, you know, leads to to greater success. I think. Well, and you stay you stay on the, the team for better or worse. I mean, that's the reason why I think five out of these ten didn't have any didn't win a World Series. It's right. because they sometimes never had a chance to win a World Series. Right. Yeah. So, but they weren't uh, jumping off and going somewhere. They weren't. They weren't chasing a better chance to do they that. They said, "We're going to do it right here." They weren't or, calling up their agent and yeah. saying, "Hey." Get me on that team because I want to win a I want send to win me a to, send me to the Dodgers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all right. Or, or the Padres this year. This year, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Well, why don't we bring us uh, bring this podcast into the segment of old balls? Old balls. Harry, tell us who old balls is this week. This week's recipient of old balls is holy cow, Phil Rizzuto. Philip Francis Rizzuto, as we lo- knew and loved him, the scooter, Yankee shortstop. He was born in 1917 and passed away in 2007, just shy of his 90th birthday. He played for the New York Yankees for from 41 to 42 and then 46 to 56. He was born in Brooklyn, New York, to Calabrian parents, and uh, was a five-time All-Star, a seven-time World Series champion, the American League MVP in 1950, and uh, is a member of the Yankees Hall of Fame and is in Monument Park. I don't believe he is in the Baseball Hall of Fame. He is. He is, okay. He is. The Veterans Committee voted him in in 1994. There you go. Well, he is in the Hall of Fame. See how much I did not get down there. He is, you know, when he retired, his uh, 1,217 career double plays ranked second in Major League history, trailing only Luke Epling, who was on our list, and his 968 career fielding average trailed only Lou Boudreau's mark of .973 among American League shortstops. He was the king of small ball. He was an excellent fielder and was a guy who would, you know, was known to do anything possible to get on base or move a runner over. And for years, uh, yes, kids, they the, the used to bunt in baseball. And Phil Rizzuto was brought in to teach people how to bunt because he may have arguably been the best bunter in the game. Uh, he, I think, became more famous after his playing career Uh being the Yankees announcer and the voice of the the Yankees with 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 Bill White, he was a he was a knucklehead to use his own words. He was incredibly funny, a little spacey at times, a little bit of a combination of uh, Yogi Berra and uh, I don't know who else. But he he was maybe the most entertaining color man I've ever listened to on, in, in baseball, mm-hmm. and I've never he- heard anybody get more excited about ground rule fly balls or ground, <laughs> ground, ground rule, you know, ground balls or routine fly balls. Every hit off the bat, you think it was a home run listening to him announce sure. game. And usually it was just, you know, fly out to right. Uh, 
you know, in 1950, he 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 won the most valuable player after being a runner-up the year before to Ted Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's kind of a big thing considering the teams that he played on. Uh, he he's one of those guys who goes down on those great Yankee teams. He obviously falls in the shadow of the DiMaggio's and the Mantles and the other people that he played with, Yogi Berra and Whitey Ford. But Phil Rizzuto was was a really important part of that team and maybe the best defensive shortstop the Yankees have ever had. Yeah, he he was he was definitely good and he he did find you know success later on in life, um, singing back up to Meatloaf. Well, yeah, they 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 used a recorded they they cut and pasted uh, samples before samples existed before of samples, him exactly. of him uh, announcing a game. And uh, yeah, it, it did. I mean, that did certainly raise his profile. That, Holy that's, cow! I think he's gonna make it. Yeah. Exactly. Oh no, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, stop right there. There you go. I, I, I'll tell you this: that listening to Phil Rizzuto on the radio was really entertaining because, for some reason, the combination of him, him and Bill White made the game a little bit more understandable because there was a tension between the two of them, with Bill White sort of straight man fact-driven, you know, accuracy and Rizzuto's over-the-top sort of homerism for for the Yankees. And sure. it, it, as a kid, I just remember it, it made it really fun to listen to baseball on the radio. In fact, sometimes before Rizzuto and White went to the to the um, to the TV uh, announcing booth, I, I would watch it on TV and listen to it on the radio because oh, the, yeah, the radio broadcast. The radio broadcast was just that much more entertaining. It was. It was. Yeah, Rizzuto on TV always reminded me of like a an old Vegas lounge singer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, he just kind of had that look. He's kind of like Jerry. <laughs> he was kind of like Jerry Lewis and Yogi Berra mixed together. You know, yeah. yeah. He, and he was. I mean, he Jerry Lewis and Yogi Berra. Yeah, I mean, he had the sort of you know. He, I don't think his when he talked, he wasn't as clever as Yogi. Jerry Berra. But he was he, he had some famous, you know, sayings for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And uh, he was he was just a nice guy. And uh, he uh, Ty Cobb actually named him and Stan Musial as two of the few modern ball players who could hold their own among old timers. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Ty Cobb. Uh, yeah. Naming and, 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 and stuff I, like that. I think the funniest was... story, though, is uh, Yankees manager, uh, you know, Casey Stengel, when he was managing the Dodgers, dismissed Rizzuto uh, during a tryout for the Dodgers in 1935 and told him he should go get a shoe shine box. So mm-hmm. obviously he ate crow on that one. Yeah. But, but well, yeah, I, he, and I think there were a lot of people who heard him on the radio and saw him on TV who, you know, maybe were a little younger and didn't realize, as you were saying, Harry, what a great player he was. Right. And and on, I mean, those, some of those, those were murderers row kind of teams, oh, you yeah. know, and, and he was right in the midst of it. He was not, you know, the, the weak hitting, you know, guy who the rest of the team carried. He, he yeah. held his own. And he was a hell of a base runner and, 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 you know, he, he scored a lot of runs I and mean, he was the guy that the, a lot of those guys drove in. Here, here's a quote that sums up Phil Rosetta. Uh, I quote here. I, I like radio better than television because if you make a mistake on radio, they don't know. You can make up anything on radio. <laughs> well, I often wonder, you were talking about, you know, getting excited about a fly ball. 
Maybe he just didn't have good eyesight. Yeah, no, but well, his glasses were as, as big as my head. Yeah, so he and, thought everything uh, was going out, yeah. and then it was the original you know, Coke bottle glasses. Sort of track, so absolutely. Here, here, here's some other Phil Rizzuto quotes because I think they are. He, he was just one of these. I don't know. He, he is sort of a. He, he's sort of a Americana in some ways, Phil Rizzuto. I'll I'll take any way to get into the Hall of Fame. If they want a bat boy, I'll go in as a bat boy. There you go. Uh, I'm glad I don't play anymore. I could never learn all of those handshakes. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, there, there was an aura about Joe DiMaggio. He walked like no one else walked. He did things so easily. He was immaculate in everything he did. Kings of State wanted to meet him and be with him. He carried himself so well. He could fit in any place in the world. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he was, uh, yeah, he was real. He was, yeah, real. he was very real. He was real. Totally. Totally. So well, there you go. This week's old balls, old balls. Mr. Phil Rizzuto. There you go. Cool. All right. Well, thanks then. folks. Uh, by the way, NBA and the NHL have playoffs, Well, we'll Is see you next right? week. <laughs> top, top, top 10 dhs of all time top 10 no no not yet there you go so let's do uh let's let's do a little nba i mean there are there are playoff games going on right i think Great. so. really good playoff games the knicks are up by six by the way knicks are up by six well hopefully it's not like uh uh not like uh the other day yeah when, let's uh, hope not that's not let's hope and the sixers are making minced meat out of the wizards although i did read that Tobias Harris went down with an injury. So mm-hmm. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, oh, he did? I didn't see that. Yeah. Did, yeah. Well, uh... listen, we were talking about, you know, baseball kind of getting to where we thought it would get to. And right. these playoffs are in the NBA are sort of headed that way, at least in some of the instances. Sort of. I think the surprise, really, to me so far, is the Memphis Grizzlies, and we'll see if yeah. you know. Uh, we'll see if Donovan Mitchell comes back tonight, and, and if because uh, John Morant just had a. I mean, both in the playoff, in the play-in games, as well as that first game against the Jazz, he has been unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, Luka Doncic, I mean, unbelievable, up to nothing against the Clippers. Not yeah. a not a big big surprise, but. Right. Pretty big surprise. I think pe- most people thought the Clippers are going to are going to win that series, and they they may still. But I don't. There's something in the Clippers that I, I just don't think that they believe that they're going to beat this team. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, for Dallas to go into LA, granted, home court doesn't mean a ton right now, but for them to go into LA and win the first two games, it's going to be a tough tough series for the Clippers to come back and win. And if they do, they're going to be worn out from the next series. Yeah, I think they might be one of those teams that gets better when the, you know, when, when, when the whole right when the pressure's on when the hole gets deeper. Oh, they didn't last year. Well, no, but they were they were up, right? They were up. They're the yeah. opposite of that. True. Well, listen, uh, if if this year holds true and we, things fall kind of you know along the lines they are so far, we will know that it really wasn't Doc. <laughs> right, <Yeah. laughs> well, much. like you didn't even get to three zero without Doc. No. Well, I, 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 I think coaches are a lot like players nowadays, in that you have to find, you have to go to a team where the players are going to fit in with your system. And let's face it, Paul George is not going to buy into Doc Rivers' system. Now, Doc Rivers coaching younger guys and Embiid and Simmons, he's 
he's been a godsend to the Sixers. And look, they held the Wizards to 95 points tonight. When you're holding a team under 100 these days, you're playing good defense. And the Sixers have really, the Sixers and the Knicks are probably the two most improved teams on the defensive side of the ball in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, the only other guy who I think really preaches defense that much is Mike Malone of of the Nuggets. Nuggets didn't play great defense in game one. They played really good defense in game two. And so that series is tied up. I've been loving these playoff games. I think these games have been great. Milwaukee looks strong. Uh, I think, you know, that first Knicks-Hawk game, it didn't go the way I wanted it to, but it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. And I think every game in that series is going to be a tight one. Let me bring bring that up for a second uh, as far as the Knicks-Hawks game on Sunday night. Um, did you, uh, how do you feel about, you know, the speculation or whatever that was going on after the, uh, after the fact, um, as far as, uh, you know, what, 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 uh, everybody was talking about as far as the, uh, officiating. I, you know, I thought there was bad calls on both sides and well, there, were bad calls. there were, there were a lot of bad calls on both sides, but fouls in fouls in game one for the first three quarters, the Knicks had nine fouls for the fourth quarter. They had seven fouls alone in the in the fourth quarter. So let, uh, let think- let's let, let's let them play. But you know what? You have to earn that. You have to earn that. Yeah. And the only, the only time I said oh, something is fishy is when. Uh... Oh, never mind. I was thinking of a different game. Never mind. <laughs> and, and, and it was Nets, fishy nonetheless. It was fishy, but it was something else. And, and, and the Nets, the Nets are showing up, and and the most important player on the Nets is exactly who I said it was. Months ago, and that's Joe Harris. Sure. When when he is hitting his shots, the Nets are unbeatable. Yeah, they're unbeatable. And he he has had two great games. The, the Nets look good now. Granted, they're not playing a great team, but they're playing a good team, right. and they're making pretty good handiwork of them, which I think they should. You know, had the Nets come out much like the Lakers and struggled, I think you would have had a lot of people talking about, well, they haven't played well, together they, enough. They did for a good portion of game one. So. Well, a little bit, you but know. they but they pulled away. They pulled away. They did. They pulled they pulled away late and they got it done. And then they came out in game two and they seem, took care of business. But the Nets seem number one, the Nets are playing better defense than they have all year collectively. They're playing better team defense. And they are moving the ball really well. And when they move the ball and and Harris is sitting down threes, which he is the best percentage-wise three-point shooter in the league, yeah. they're, they're hard to beat. Well, when, they, when, they, when your fourth option is, well, is, the, best, is the best three-point shooter in the NBA, yeah. then... Any team that has a fourth hard. option who's the best three-point shooter in the NBA right. is probably going to win some games. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers look shaky and old. Um, it's funny. I, it's true. I think the Bucks look a little stronger than people maybe thought they were going to look, although they struggled a little bit in that first game as well, mm-hmm. um, but came out on top. Uh, I think I think it's going to be the Bucks and and I think the Bucks, Sixers, and Nets are going to battle out. I think I think the Nets are going to be really really hard to beat. And I would, I, I, if the Nets don't have to play the Sixers, I think they could beat the Bucks, and they might not have to. Do you think the Do you think the Knicks or the Hawks are going to give the Sixers any trouble, or do you think it's just going to be a four game sweep? I don't think it'll be a sweep. Um, I think the I don't know because I don't think there's enough of a. I mean, I don't know what the Knicks and Sixers did head to head this year, and it doesn't really matter because Embiid was hurt for part of it. The Knicks really weren't. You know, they played them early in the season when the Knicks really weren't gelling all that well. 
I think the, the key to the most improved player from the beginning of the season to the end of the season on the Knicks has been Noel. Mm-hmm. He is playing really great defense. And if he can hold his own and make Embiid really work for it, I think the Knicks have a better chance of giving the Sixers some trouble if, if, um, Barrett and, 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 uh, and, uh, got him and Bullock. Bullock, yeah. play like they did the other day. If they, if those guys are hitting their shots, and I think the Knicks can make it a series, uh, I don't think it'll be a sweep. Gotcha. It might be 4-1. It might be 4-2. But uh, the six, there's something going on with the Sixers. I think they're they're flying under the radar a little bit. And if they can get the right matchup and seedings, I think they can make it to the Eastern Conference Final without having a lot of wear and tear on themselves. It's true. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anyone on Atlanta that's going to give uh, Embiid no. much problem. Certainly yeah. not as, as much as uh, Noel can. And, and I think Simmons can do a much better job of controlling uh, Trey Young as, than the Knicks backcourt can right now. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, right now it's Trey Young has 26 points in this game right now. Rose is the, uh, the point leader for the Knicks too. Derrick Rose, time. you know, he's it's 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 exactly what you thought he would do. He would, mm-hmm. he stepped up and he's you know. The, the Knicks are winning despite the fact that, uh, you know, Randall's not playing great. Yeah, yeah. He didn't come out yeah. of the gate great the other night. So um, they got. But I kind of, I mean, tell me if you do, guys agree. I kind of felt like the Knicks were just the. They were not by a lot, but they were the better team in game one. They just. No, no, they were. Happened to bench, do a the, pretty the spectacular play. The Knicks in, bench in the outscored the Hawks 64 to 31. Here's the difference in that game. Trey Young. Yeah. He was fearless. Right. He did not have a care in the world. And he was playing and having fun. And he was not tight. How the much? Knicks got tight. Right. They did. And, they did. You could you could see it, especially towards the end of the game. And look, Randall's four of eleven today. He's not, he's only shot four free throws. He's mm-hmm. minus three with 13 points. And he's and he's, you know, he's got 10 rebounds. He's working, mm-hmm. but this is the problem with having a big guy who can't re- necessarily create his own shot and take it to the basket as much mm-hmm. as someone like a Giannis can, or mm-hmm. or even a uh, you know a, a Jokic or a, or an Embiid, where they they just have a little bit more of a presence in the post and more skill to get their shot off. Right, right now, yeah, Rose is Barrett's got thirteen and Rose has twenty four and, and Burks. Is might be the unsung hero the next yeah, that guy is, first two games. If, if they win this series, yeah. He, he but if they there. can hold on and win tonight, they're up by 10 with eight minutes left. If they can win with Randall not playing his best, then this bodes well for the Knicks and the rest of the series because he yeah. will come around. I think he's got a lot of pressure, and I think he's a little tight, and I think he's forcing it a little bit. That happens. That happens, and I, and I, and I think he'll work through it. Right. No, especially, especially if he realizes, hey – we can win when I'm not necessarily carrying the load, and that and that's a big thing for him, I think, to learn. Yeah, and, well, to, just, to yeah, be able, and for this team to be able to accept. Yeah, because he's in a position that he's never been in before, yeah. which is he's expected he's, to. He's to carry literally, this team. he's literally carried them. Yeah, sure. for an entire season, to the point where he's actually just he he, he won the uh, NBA award for most improved player. Yeah, um, he is the sixth player in NBA history to average twenty four point one points per game. 10.2 rebounds per game and six assists per game. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you that the, the, the top three guys six, on that six list. Six player in 
in NBA history <laughs> to do that. Well, who was season. number two? It was uh, what's his name? Jer- Jer- Jeremy Grant. Who, if the Nuggets still had Jeremy Grant, uh, that was that was one of their biggest. Him and Tory Craig, I think, were their big biggest offseason losses. And yeah. I forget who came in third on that uh, most improved player. Uh, oh yeah, I just had. It. I mean, all three of them are having standout years, and, and it's not like they had bad years previously. Right. But their numbers are up. Right. Their numbers are up. So you know, 80, 81, 88 now. Yeah. So. Knicks are up by six. Look, there's a there's a there's there's the 80, 82 now. There's uh they got to learn how to they got to learn how to close out games. They got to uh, learn how do. to close out games. They do. They do. And uh, and it's a good thing Gallinari can't hit a three because they were leaving him wide open for him the other night. So, <laughs> well, he tonight too. He's two of nine. He's taken nine. He's he's shot ten shots. He's nine of them have been three pointers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he's. He, he always sucks at the garden. <laughs> well, he did when he was a Nick. But... Yeah, I hopefully I don't jinx it. He just I mean, he hits the game when he three. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you, Bogdanovich has been really – the backcourt of the, of the Hawks has dominated the Knicks' backcourt. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, well there you go. Well, we'll see, what, we'll see how things play out. Um, do you think – one quick question as far as uh, sweeps go. you think uh, Boston has a chance of winning – uh, any game in Boston or any game for that matter, or you think it's just going to be uh, a sweep? I think if the Nets win the next one, it, it go, I think it's a sweep. Okay. I think if, the, if Boston's going to win, it's going to be the game third three. Game. Yeah. They'll may, you know, it'll be close. Maybe, maybe they can keep up enough energy to, to squeeze one out. They have the capability of doing it. I think you're going to see a coaching change in Boston if they get swept. Probably. Because they, you, you, you don't know who you don't know what Boston team you're going to get. They're either going to be they're either going to be competitive or they're going to not even show up. Well, they have they have some injuries. They haven't really had the chance to really. They don't have an identity. They don't really have roles defined on what it is that they're. You know, they haven't played together enough. Right. That's really uh, you know the the, the gist yeah, of and, it. And then they've had you know turnover of guys that were arguably their best player you know, one year and then go on the next. And right. I think game one was probably their best chance for a win. So, yeah, Agreed. Uh, you know, look, I, I said, I didn't think that the 85, the Nets 88 will, now, I don't the think the Nets will stay three. healthy for the whole uh, series, but if they do, I don't see Boston winning a game. No, no. Uh, you know, there's some good series going on though. I, I, I think that Lakers Phoenix series is, I think it's going to go seven. And uh, I think the Nuggets and, Trailblazers is, is probably going to go seven, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers in Dallas went six or seven. So uh, I think we're going to see some long first round series. I agree with you. It's a oh, one it's, point it, game, it, by the way. Did Chris Paul yeah. get hurt, or it's Chris Paul? I mean, I think he's been hurt since two thousand seven. Well, I see there's a it's a video clip says Barkley says with Paul Limited sons are in trouble. So I don't know yeah. what that means. Well, he's he was he's hurt not in completely game one. Happy. He played in game two. He, he started off the game. I mean, he he had some incredible maneuvering. But I mean, anybody can maneuver in the paint now because the minute somebody goes into the paint, everybody jumps out of it. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, DeAndre Ayton is really the key to this to the Suns in a lot of ways, and he is a that guy should be up for most improved player. He, he, he had a hell of a season. He's had a pretty good you know, first two games of this series. He's doing a pretty good job, you know, battling that Lakers front line. 
we'll we'll see. Yeah, the Suns. I think the Suns are in trouble if, if Chris Paul. It's 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 a muscle bruise of his shoulder, mm. and uh, he did look like he was playing in some pain. But when have we not seen Chris Paul look like he's playing? And, Stick a needle in it and get out there. Kid. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and it ain't the, broken if it just hurts. Listening to listening to Barkley last night talking about Luka Doncic and 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 uh, and the Clippers. He's saying you got to play defense. You got to put some wood on this guy. You got to make him earn his shots. And uh, <laughs> I think he's right. You know, I, I think there's something to be said about that. Well, listen, uh, but you know, Dallas might be this year's. Uh, um, who's the guy? The team that you love, the Nuggets. Yeah. They might. Uh, they might be this year's Denver. Might make a surprise run. They might. You know, I, I think they match up well against the Clippers. There's something about the Clippers. They just don't have that those intangibles on that team. There's not that guy who's going to get, I mean, Kawhi had a hell of a game yesterday and Paul George numbers were really good, but they just, it's a matchup problem. They, you know, Kawhi was guarding Luca. I mean, Kawhi scored 41 points, but he's, he did that while having to guard Luka Doncic most of the game. And that's going to wear and tear on him. a little. Yeah. That's going to tire you out. You know, there's, there's some reports that Kawhi's not necessarily going to be back in LA next year. I, I think. Well, yeah, we heard that that the, that one of those guys wouldn't be back there this year. We heard that at the end of last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody assumed it would be playoff P. Well, yeah. be, but um, yeah, it, it could be. Would it be interesting if Kawhi takes you know a trip maybe about oh I don't know twenty five hundred miles east to the Nets. I think it would be interesting. Oh, yeah, right. if, I think win their second championship in a row. I, I think Kawhi, it would be interesting. I'll tell you. That's what get Damian Lillard too. I'm not, I'm not saying. Day. I'm not saying uh, this is a homer. Well, there's two teams that I think Kawhi would immediately fit on. I think Portland's one of them, but I think he'd be a better fit in Denver. Think about the way that the Denver Denver has the slowest offensive movement in the NBA. That is what Kawhi loves and p- to picture co- the, the nuggets have no guards right now. They have no guards. They're playing a center and uh, well, they have composite. So they have a backup point guard and five and, and a center and three forwards right. at all times. There's no guards on this team. They're all hurt. So having Kawhi, yes, he's a small forward, but I think having Kawhi be able to play on that nuggets, a healthy nuggets team with, I don't even think they need Murray, but imagine Murray, Leonard Jokic with Aaron with Aaron Gordon and Frank Capazzo playing point guard. Now you got a team. <laughs> Capazzo just bring it across the timeline and pass it. Capazzo and then get, get out of the way. The Nuggets are much better with Capazzo in there because he is a nuisance on the defensive end, and he's a pretty good point guard, and he's upped his game so far in in, in these playoffs. I like him in there, um, but but you know they also have the ability to bring to go. Big with either moving, you know, Kawhi to the two, and then and then you know, uh, you know, bringing Paul Millsap in to go along with Gordon and Jokic, or they could, you know, and then they also have Michael Porter Jr. in in the mixer. So that's why I'm saying I don't even think they need necessarily Jamal Murray if they had Porter and Kawhi. I think you can move Porter to the three and Kawhi to the two, or play them both at the same time. And then you got some matchup problems. Well, that would be interesting. That would be. Yeah, it'd be very interesting. Yeah, and, and you know, not so so much a case with the emergence of 
of the Nets and uh, and Philly, you know, not so much a case of oh, I got to get out of the West because it's just too tough here. And he's not going to come to New York. He's not going to. He he doesn't want to be in the East. He doesn't like the Northeast. He wants to be somewhat closer. So that's why I think Denver and Portland are at least close enough where, you know, you can hop back when you need to, and it's right. it's a shorter flight, and and you're going to be playing more games out of that Western time zone. But I don't know. I think. He makes either of those teams significantly better, right. and maybe and maybe a better chance with either of those two teams than he has currently right now with the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, I would say I would say so. That would that would probably be a good uh, good thing to say. Uh, one more quick thing on NBA: uh, Do uh, the Grizzlies uh, beat the Jazz tonight and go up two nothing? If uh... if, they, if they do, you know, I, I don't think so. I think the the Jazz. If I had to pick, I think the Jazz back bounce back tonight. I think Mitchell is playing. I think he wanted to play the other day. They held him out. I think Donovan Mitchell's playing. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but if he does, yeah, I, I think I saw that. I, I, th- I think I think the Jazz win this game, and they'll probably win it pretty handily. There you go. All right. Well, there you have it. We'll see. Knicks, how are, Knicks go. are up by five with three and a half minutes left. Three twenty-six left. Yep, ninety-six, ninety-one. So we'll see how that pans out too. We'll come back to that as the uh, game winds down. Right. Uh, uh, Mitchell is available to play. Mitchell's available to play. So. Yeah, he was, he was available the other day too. So it might, might depend on the score. I, I think <laughs> exactly. I think so far. The, uh, look, the playoff, the playing games were entertaining. Yeah. We've talked about that last week. I don't think we need to go into it again. I will. I will say this. I I I, I was there was I loved watching Steph Curry and Draymond Green sulk with their towels over their head as they got bounced from the from the playoffs. You know, it was it was it was fun. That was fun. <laughs> I bet you had a good time doing that. Yes. Yeah, yeah I didn't uh, really uh, I didn't exactly feel bad for them. I didn't feel bad for them. <laughs> so, so-called MVP Seth Curry couldn't beat Memphis to get into the to the playoffs. There yeah. you have it. All right. A uh, couple of uh, quick uh, NFL uh, things. Uh, not that there's a whole hell of a lot going on with the NFL, but I did say before that I wanted to bring one thing up. Uh, an interesting uh, uh, development, if you will. I don't know if either of you heard about this. Uh, Dallas has hired a new consultant. Did you hear who? Uh, well, hopefully, hopefully it's a defensive coordinator consultant. Uh, no, no, no. It's it's Mike McCarthy hired an old friend from Green Bay as, uh, I'm assuming, an offensive consultant. Aaron Rodgers is just going to be a consultant? No, 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 no. Who was it? It would be Ben McAdoo. Ooh, that's that doesn't bode well. Why why screw at the really good offense? I mean, Dallas Dallas has no. I mean, do they just want to make sure that they're bad? I think that's the case. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Dallas hired. Ben I think Bob Mac, Bob what, what is, would be better. What is his yeah. official uh, position? Do they say He's a consultant? Lost. Lost. Consultant. 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 Consult. Just consultant. That's it. As a consultant. Uh, maybe, well, didn't maybe, Dallas maybe hire maybe they hired him as a consultant on Brill Cream. I mean, I don't really know. Didn't Dallas get a new defensive defensive coordinator? Uh, I believe I believe they did. Yes, I believe they did. Uh, they they changed they changed a few positions, uh, changed a few uh, coordinators and, and coaches. Um, but uh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I got to bring that up. Ben McAdoo is on the Dallas Cowboys uh, coaching staff as a consultant. He's your favorite. Oh, I love him. I love him. He's great. Salt of the earth. Yeah, um, e- a, Eli and him a, are like this. He's Eli a doofus. Um, I uh, what, what did what did I call him? Uh, ben, ben McAdoo, 
Maybe the bag. maybe maybe the worst Giants coach of all time. Yeah, yeah. I would I would put him below Ray Hanley. Because Ray, Ray Hanley actually Ray Hanley wasn't a horrible guy. Yeah. yeah. And he, as an he, assistant, Ray Hanley did He was actually a very good assistant for the Giants. So uh you know, he won a Super Bowl as an assistant for the Giants. So um but yeah, I mean, you know, obviously that was the wrong move then. We all know who the Giants coach should have been at that point, but uh that's, we may that's have to stop, ancient uh, history. 20 years, to, 30 years ago. Been on I may have to stop rooting for the Cowboys for a few years. Ben McAdoo <laughs> is a consultant for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I root for him. I just root for them to fall flat on their face. Well, you're what probably is gonna... he going to consult on? I really could. I, it, it's just you, got, you guys. You guys are, are making way too much progress on offense. Let me let me throw in a couple suggestions. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe they want to. Maybe they want the defense to be better by comparison. By comparison, the offense, because all we've been hearing the last three, four years is. Uh, Dallas defense is they're terrible. They're terrible. Well, maybe right. not the last few, but uh, so now they're going to go. Well, boy, by comparison, well, one way we can make the uh, defense look better, Mac make the offense shittier. Yeah, <laughs> the defense looks great by comparison. I mean, if there's anybody who can ruin the long history of Dallas's vaunted offensive line, it's 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 Ben McAdoo putting in people out of position who don't deserve to start and who run into each other when they when uh, you know on the offensive oh. line. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, uh, where's Eric Flowers? That's right. <laughs> where's Eric Flowers these days? Bring yeah. him back. Bring him in. Bring He's him also in. a consultant. He's a consultant. Right? He's coming in yeah. for a tryout. And I don't think, Chick-fil-A, though. I don't think he remembered which hand went down on the ground. <laughs> Wait, a consultant at Chick-fil-A or a tryout at Chick-fil-A? Six of one. <laughs> Nick, Nick's are up by nine with a minute left. Uh, <laughs> Yay. Uh, I'm actually anyway. happy that the like see a good series between the Knicks and the Hawks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, a couple other things. Barkley's making progress, but there's no rush to return. So that headline today told me that um, is he, he's going to play. Is he going to play for the Sixers or the Suns? He, he's going to play for the Suns. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> not Charles Barkley. Uh, we're talking Barkley? Saquon. We're talking Saquon. Saquon. I thought he was. Off, oh. I thought he was fine. Well, I mean, obviously he's running. Obviously he's making. If he's making progress, he's obviously re- he's been rehabbing. You he's know, make, you don't make progress make, if you're not making running. Progress. He signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> 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 yeah, Julio Jones is going down there. Everybody, <laughs> just send everybody down to Tampa. But um, what's Garrett? How do you think Garrett's going to do with his uh, new weapons, newly acquired weapons? Uh, I think he's uh, going to have a better go of it, offense-wise. Uh, look, this year, I I've never been sold on Jason Garrett's abilities. I certainly wasn't impressed with him last year. I would love to see somebody else in that position on the Giants, to be honest with you. Um, Just not Ben McAdoo. Not Ben McAdoo. That's At that point, you'll, you'll, that's, yeah. Pretty much anybody else. I just <laughs> – uh, look, I don't think Jason Garrett is a bad coach. I just mm-hmm. think that he has not had a lot of success. <laughs> right. For a I good mean, coach, he's not successful. Yeah, he's yeah, less successful than he should be. He, he had a lot of weapons in Dallas, and he had a good quarterback. Him. He had a good offensive line with a great offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a good offensive coordinator underneath him. So his, his, his teams his, have consistently underperformed. His, well, yeah, and and yeah. I wasn't impressed. I didn't I didn't look at the Giants last year compared to the year before and go, oh, great improvement. Uh, on the offensive side, I saw the Giants improve on the defensive side. Sure, but I saw them kind of take a step 
backwards a little bit. Granted, Barkley was hurt. They had some injuries, but they just seemed worse at last year than at times than they did, you know, with, with the introduction of the Daniel Jones experiment right. uh, the year before. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll give them a, sh- a chance, but I'm, I wasn't in love with that, with the decision to, to make him the offensive coordinator. The I Giants. think the key to everything, you know, more so than Garrett's, you know, play calling. Uh, is uh, is the offensive line? I mean, you know, if they can block the Giants, like I said before, the Giants have the weapons on the outside. Mm-hmm. If Barkley is half of what he's projected or capable of doing, and the line can block, the, the, you know, and they've got some veteran guys on, especially at the tight end and, and wide receiver now. Mm-hmm. Where if there is an injury, which happens, then they, they they're deep, yep. and so I just I don't. Garrett's a downfield guy. He's a vertical guy. And with Daniel Jones at the helm, the Giants need a little bit more of that, you know, West Coast two-step dump and 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 go type of offense. And the Giants are have none of that going on. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't like about the whole the whole thing. I and think that's... they're they're built to run to run an offense like Tampa Bay or like the 49ers or but they don't. And that's 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 my concern. Well, we'll uh, we'll see how that pans out as we get. I mean, they're going through OTAs right now. And speaking of OTAs, um, Zach Wilson, uh, as far as the Jets go, have, has clearly been the star attraction at OTAs. That's what uh, all of the pundits are saying. O- OTA or OTB? I thought he was uh, OT, OTB. Well, OTC. <laughs> OTC. <laughs> off track betting. Off track betting, and yeah. Now, organized team activities. Um, And I got to bring this up really quick, and you're going to love this, uh, Pete. Um, Just a Google search before, uh, just a generic uh, uh, Google search before. Um, You know how when you search Google, there's uh, um, a couple of top hits, and then it says people also ask. Right. Uh, Right. Okay. The third, not the sixth, not the tenth, the third people also ask choice on this Google search. Go ahead. Something about Zach Wilson's mom. <laughs> no. no. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Is it Rita Wilson? Uh, Rita Wilson's mom, yeah. Rita Wilson's, yeah. Uh, uh, Rita Wilson is his mom. I got you. Uh, no, the third one The third one down is, are the Jets still in the NFL? <laughs> Pe- people are apparently asking Google that. Good question. Are the Jets still in the NFL? Good question. <laughs> I'd like to know what they have to say. Siri, <laughs> are the Jets still in the NFL? Technically, <laughs> yes. Some would argue no. That could be a lot of um, Jet fans who uh-huh. gave up the ghost and have heard a few things, and they're thinking about coming back, yeah. and they want to know whether or not the team's still in the NFL <laughs> the to come back is, to. Are they still playing? Or I they, haven't they watched arena football, years. is it? Yeah. Are they even still in the NFL? <laughs> I think so. It's the third choice down. The first one is, yeah, the, yeah it, it's uh, will, who, who the Jets draft in 2001, you know, like that. And then the third one down, are the Jets still in the NFL? The third choice down. That's what apparently if more they're people still are there, I'll, I'll root for them again. Yeah. Why not? Why the hell not? Why not? And um, then uh, here's, here's – uh, the, the biggest news at this point in the NFL is what everybody's talking about now, obviously. It was stadiums opening up full capacity this year. So that should be good for uh, home field advantage if there is such a thing anymore in football. 
but uh, you know, the 12th man, so to speak. And Adam Vin- Vinatieri uh, retired after 24 years. So, uh, I had 20, I had 25 the, the, in the pool. The Knicks won despite their best efforts. Despite both teams, they, I think, missed their last 12 shots. They tried <laughs> as hard as they could, but, uh, but despite all their efforts, they still won the game. Knicks won 101 92 uh, with Derrick Rose leading the way. Uh, Taj Gibson plus 26. Plus 26 for Taj Gibson. Uh, yeah. He played 30 minutes tonight. There you go. There you go. So it's one, uh, one, one. And then yeah, he was good the other night too. The, the Knicks bench top end was plus six. Gibson was plus twenty three. Derrick Rose plus twelve. Burks plus four. Quickly plus eight. Yeah. Reggie Bullock was the only. Well, I guess towards the end there, Randall got up to plus three. But yeah, fifteen points for Randall and Bullock. Even scoring Barrett thirteen. The Knicks did not shoot well, with the exception of even Derrick Rose took 21 shots, 9 of 21. Uh, this is this is encouraging because they didn't have to play their best game to win. No, they didn't. Pretty convincingly. But, I mean, they held the Hawks to 92 points. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Knicks might be the best defensive team. I know they are statistically. Yeah. But I th- there's something with their defense is going to keep them in games. Yeah, they definitely are. That's and that's and that's that's a good thing. And that's why I brought that up before. If they are able to get past the Hawks in this first round, I think they're going to give. Uh, you know, do I think they're going to beat the Sixers? Who would I, they play really if, they, if they won? Who would they play in the next round? Well, they, they uh, play the Nets, right? No, 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 no. The the they would play the uh, they would play the Sixers. Um, the the uh, Bucks would play the uh, Nets. That's right. No, yeah. the Bucks are a higher seed than the Knicks. Yeah, the Bucks would play the lower top seed. The net, the, if it's if it's one, two, three, and four left, four plays one, three plays two. So if it's the if it's the Sixers, the Knicks, the Bucks, and the Nets, the Bucks and the net, the Bucks and the Nets play each other, and the Knicks and the Sixers play each other. Four Wait, plays, the, the Nets were the third seed or the or the second two, seed? Two. Second seed, yeah. Second, yeah. Okay, it's, so the so, so the so the Sixers would play the Knicks, yeah. and the Bucks would play the Nets. Yes. Okay. That would be correct. So, and it doesn't matter really, you know. Assuming that Philly's going to beat the Wizards, <laughs> well, imagine imagine that. I mean, if the Knicks, right. I think I think the Knicks have a better chance to beat the Sixers than the Bucks or the Nets. Right. But imagine if it's a New York Eastern Conference. Yeah, could final. you imagine that? Could you imagine the Knicks somehow get get past the Hawks and then somehow get past the Sixers and it's the Knicks and the Nets? I mean, and we we Eastern did it. Conference. We did it. If we could do it in '99 with Jeff Van Gundy holding on to Alonzo Mourning's leg, anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> With Larry Johnson literally playing with one leg, yeah, yeah. Chris, yeah. Paul, Chris Paul should call Larry Johnson and, and find out <laughs> how did you do it? How did you do it? Just tell me, please. In other NBA news, uh oh, Russell Westbrook apparently hurt his ankle. Uh-oh. Yeah, he only had like uh, ten points tonight. Yeah, early, he only had two the, ankles early in the fourth quarter. Uh, stepped on Furkan Korbas's foot, and then as he was uh, uh, limping out to the locker room, some fan dumped popcorn on him. Oh, jeez! And he had to be restrained by the people there. He wanted to go after the fan. Um, while mean, I'm looking at mean, the video a right Phil- now. A fan in Philadelphia dumped popcorn. A fan on him dumped popcorn on him, and he's, he's they're they're, they're he's, softening. At least they're not throwing batteries at him. <laughs> if they, yeah, if the uh, security guys hadn't been there, he would have gone into the stands. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Thanks, Wizards. It was actually Meta World Peace who dumped the popcorn. It was. Yeah. It was. Thanks for everything this season. Uh, Is he still Meta World Peace, or did he go back to? Uh... He's he's Ronnie. Ron Meta World Artest. Meta World Popcorn. Ron Meta World Artest Peace. I think he. Metaworld. I think he actually changed his last name to Kardashian just to. Just prove his Meta Kardashian or Ron Kardashian? Meta, Meta Kardashian. <laughs> he's, he's the Meta Kardashian. Yes, <laughs> the, the right. biggest of them all. It's actually it's Meta World popcorn. Meta yeah. World popcorn. There you go. World be free, Meta Kardashian. I met a Kardashian. I met a Kardashian. There you go. That's exactly what it means. You'd only be so lucky. The only problem was it was, uh, you know. It, it was, was Meta B Kardashian. Yeah. Meta, Meta B Kardashian. What's Bruce's new name? Did he change uh, his last name to Kardashian? Or is he still no, Jenner? He's they, still Jenner. Are they? She. Caius? Caius Kardashian. Kai. Just Kai. What is it? What is her new name? Uh, Beverly. Caitlin. Caitlin. Caitlin Jenner. There you go. Kyrie is his daughter. Her daughter. Its daughter. Their daughter. Their daughter. Right? That's the That's the correct. Non-binary. No, she goes by. She, she's not non-binary. Oh, she goes by she. She goes by she. She goes by she. Okay, she. Yeah. She uh, her daughter. So. Her pronouns are she and Republican. <laughs> Is that correct? <laughs> yes. All right. Anyway, all right. So, uh, NHL. Uh, really quick. Islanders have eliminated the the Penguins. The Penguins. The Pirates. The, the, Pirates, the Islanders. The Islanders have the eliminated the Steelers. <laughs> Yes, the uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins have been beaten by the New York Islanders. And so, uh, who, who who was the first team to sweep a series? Yes, indeed, your own. That would be Colorado, Colorado Avalanche. The Avalanche, yes, the Avalanche. Avalanche look good. Sweep. Yep, Islanders so, look pretty darn good too. The, the, you know, they, this is kind of the, what the Islanders did last year. They yeah. they weren't they 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 really poured it on in the in the in the bubble. Let's see if they can do it out of the bubble. I mean, they're playing. If they play some games in, in Long Island, it would be like playing in the bubble with no one around. So. There you go. Well, are they here? are they playing at Barclays as well as the the new Nassau Coliseum, or are they only playing? I think they're only playing the. I think they're only playing because it's because it's just the playoff games, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're only playing at Nassau Coliseum. Oh, they're only at Nassau. Okay. I believe. I believe the um, new Nassau Coliseum. Uh, well, it's the re- Not, re- refixed. Yeah, it's a. Uh, Tidied up Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, well, like yeah. we wrapped some tinfoil around they the outside of the building, and God, it was bad. New urinals in the bathroom, and it's a new Coliseum. Yes. Right. It's still the same Uniondale Turnpike, but yeah. it's the new Nassau Coliseum. Right. Yeah. Um, well, they're playing the uh, they're playing the uh, the Bruins there, so uh, they'll be going back and forth, uh, much like the Nets and the uh, uh, and the uh, Celtics. Celtics, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> been uh, going back and forth, so that's. Uh, Although I, I think the Nets will, Nets will most likely have. Uh, I think the Nets will be done in Boston. Greater, before the greater, uh, be. yeah, a, a better, um, better success than. Uh, well, I mean, the, the, Islanders, the Islanders and the Bruins beat the one and two teams. You know, I mean, yeah. the, the the Bruins knocked off the uh, the Caps. So, yeah. And uh, and um, but the Islanders knocked off the number one seed. So. You know. And the Islanders, Islanders just have the best uniforms. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love those uniforms. I may. Uh, well, anytime I, you can find a a uniform logo on a box of fish sticks, you know you're right. on something. This is true. You know you're onto something. That, that, you know talking, you're, you're talking. Something. You're talking about the penguins, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, the knights. Uh, the golden knights. Um, golden nuggets. 
Anyway, let's see. Um, what is what are they doing in their game? Who's uh, that? Are the, um, the Knights and the Wild. The Knights and the Wild are tied in the second, and uh, Tampa Bay is up two nothing. Seven minutes left in the third, so yeah. it looks like uh, the Lightning may win the Battle of Florida. There you go. Nine thousand fans at Nassau Coliseum. Nine thousand. Yep. And uh, yeah, so the uh, so right now, so the uh, only one that's been decided. I mean, there's a couple of the teams, obviously the Avalanche and the uh, um, Bruins. Jets are uh, are moving moving forward. That's right. They play the Ottawa Rough Riders, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, they'll be playing either the uh, the Maple Leafs or the uh, Canadians. You got you got. They'll be that. playing the Blue Jays or the Expos. I mean, no, you got to love. I mean, let's. Let me... I mean, I think you have to root for the Maple Leafs at this point, don't you? You would, you would think. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, they should. But um, hey, we'll see what happens. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, uh, turn. Uh, you know, turn of. There it is. It's, gonna, it's been good. It's, it's been good so far. It's going to continue to be good. That's what I said. But you're right, though. Only one sweep, and that was Colorado. So and uh, I like how they do. They're doing overtime where they're starting the goalie at second base, and they have to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they do. They have to make it from the baseball stadium back to the hockey rink in order to <laughs> defend the goal. It's, it's been it's been definitely speeding up the game. It has been. It has been because you know you got to speed up the game. You got to uh, you know because these these kids they don't like yeah, long, those long hockey slow. games. Way too slow. Way too slow. So got to move it forward. So. Anyway, any uh, anything else we want to talk about? God, I don't. Know. I don't think so. What do you think? Can we wrap it up. Yeah, nothing else going on, right? Uh, the Olympics haven't started. Uh, congratulations to Phil Mickelson. Yeah. Oh yeah, at fifty. Did, isn't 50 it weird? Isn't it weird that somebody younger than the three of us is the oldest person to ever <laughs> win a major in golf? And I could have sworn Phil Mickelson was older than me. Now it's close. No, no. But he just turned. He just turned fifty. So you know, now he's just going to hang around. I was excited. I was excited for him, and then I was depressed. <laughs> hey! Oh, shit. Even Phil, even Phil Mickelson doesn't know who the courtship of Jerry's brother was, or what was it? Courtship of courtship Eddie's Eddie. courtship of Jerry's brother. <laughs> <laughs> even the oldest person to ever win. That was the they, original name, actually. Courtship right. of Jerry's brother. Right? Courtship exactly. of Jerry's brother. Well, they were it didn't test well. So. It didn't test well. So they, what was it? Eddie. Eddie. Courtship Eddie. of Eddie's father. Courtship Eddie's father. father. There you go. Well, who Jerry is Eddie's brother? Jerry is Eddie's brother. Uh, yeah, but Jerry's yeah courtship of Jerry's brother's father, yeah, Eddie. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now that we've come full circle, uh, and again, congratulations to Bill Michelson. We'll wrap it up for today. We want to thank everybody for watching, and for those of you just listening to the audio podcast, thanks for listening. Don't forget to visit our website www.getonwithitpodcast.com. That's getonwithitpodcast.com, and remember. Like us and follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for the Get On With It podcast. And, of course, all of our shows are available on YouTube as well on the Logger Room channel. Remember, we go live with the video podcast on both Facebook and YouTube every Wednesday night at 7.30 Eastern Time. For those of you that just want to listen to the audio podcast, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to one or more of those feeds and you will never miss a show. Again, thanks for following along with us. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Watch a lot of sports. Enjoy all of the uh, playoff action, both hockey and basketball. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week, folks. Take care. Cheers.
Bye, everybody. Don't get to a cat. And a man in a jumpsuit throws her a grapefruit by Joe.